here at In Your Head. I am the internet icon, the pride of the pilgrims, handsome Jackie Jones, and I'm joined by Patricia Summerland, Sonny the California Girl, and the original Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, and it's very cool to have you here. Thank you. Hi, and thank, thanks for having me. It's yes. not quite a sunny day up here, by the way. I'm freezing my butt off. I just got in at dropping temps to like, I don't know, 30 degrees tonight. So, oh, really? That's not funny to me. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. It's it, cold up here on the mountain. Yeah. I, where are you? I live in Lake of the Woods. And by the way, there is no lake. It is okay. woods. No lake. There used to be years ago, but I am in Central California and I live up like a Big Bear type situation. Oh, I was actually, I yeah, I actually know where Big Bear was. I was, uh, uh arrow something but it was right next to big lake, Bear in uh lake arrowhead yes yeah lake arrowhead that's where i used to fish with my parents all the time i love it but i'm at the opposite end of the spectrum so where i live is it's called los padres national forest which is similar to big bear but it's going north going towards you know sacramento but i'm in the middle of california central california deep in the woods and i'm 5800 feet up yeah. All right. The woods of the woods instead of the lake of the woods. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sure people, you know, tuned in to hear about uh, everyone's whereabouts. So that's a good way to start the show. Right. right. <laughs> so, well, the good thing is, is they can never find me here. I'm right. I'm, I live in the land of the lost. So uh -huh. I can always say lake of the woods and people are like, where's that? Yeah, I'm it like, sounds very yeah, it sounds very <laughs> we cool. We have no reception. Yeah. yeah, we have no reception here. So, oh. you know, 
you, you can never find me. It drops connection and everything. People are like, oh, I'll just get you on my GPS. I'm like, good, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when I, I was out there uh, for a movie uh, in December, and we were in Lake Arrowhead, and um, me and one of the other guys went out to get food for everybody at the cabin, and nothing worked on the way back, and so we were lost for quite a while in the uh, wandering around the, the roads that were winding everywhere. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's beautiful up there, though. I love it. Mm -hmm. My daughter, my other daughter, my older daughter, I have two daughters, so... My firstborn has a home up there in Big Bear. It's gorgeous. And uh, so we'll go there probably, hopefully, for Thanksgiving. That'll be cool. Cool. Yeah. And no snow, though, by the way. And there's mm. fires. We have fires here yeah, in California. Yeah, fires are bad, yeah. Going on. Yeah, nothing new. At least no earthquakes right now, so we don't want to jinx them. I'm going to knock on wood. Right. <laughs> so, so um, yeah. So, you know, I mentioned glow, obviously, but... um. You know, over the last few years, the documentary comes out, and then the show comes out, you know, and then there's like a new audience, and people talk about Glow again. What What is that experience like to be, you know, so far removed from Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, and then it becomes, you know, uh, something that people talk about again? Um, I think, ironically, um, Glow was talked about. It's just that people weren't aware of it as much after the Glow Netflix, I would say the millennials, but... Mm -hmm. When Glow went off in 1992, we were on pay-per-view. So after 1992, we all went our separate ways, got married, had a life. Some of us had kids, some of us didn't, blah, blah, blah. We all led, you know, different lives. So um, when the Glow Netflix came out, we were all very kind of um, shocked, surprised, and we didn't know what to think because, you know, we weren't in it. So we're like, right. wait a minute, we're scratching our heads. We're like, this is about us, but it's so far from us. Mm -hmm. And it was so fictional that it was like, okay, well, I guess we can remove ourselves and watch it and enjoy it. It's awesome. Great actresses, but it's plain, you know, uh, supposed to be. So, I mean, I think for the millennials, when the, the name Glow is mentioned, it helped us as Glow Girls now. And now we're back on 2BTV. Um, things were in the works throughout the years. Matt just didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. The director of GLOW, what he wanted to do throughout the years. I don't even know if he was interested in doing another GLOW show. Um, and there probably will never be one. Because everyone asked, they're like, can they do another, you know, GLOW now? And I'm like, no, because GLOW was perfect in the 80s. It just worked with the glitter, the big hair, the larger than life characters. It worked in the 80s. Glow cannot be duplicated. It's been tried and true, and they failed. So, you know, we're fortunate that we were the original Glow Girls, and we're very fortunate we have a show about us, and it made it to the third season. It was supposed to make it to the fourth season, but because of COVID, you know, that's it. It's yeah. done. Um, yeah, it was a shock to a lot of people because uh, a lot of people I know, you know, not even uh, wrestling fans, a lot of people I know uh, were big fans of the TV show. Oh, Awesome. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it was a great show. It was interesting, but I think the third season was the best for us. And most of the Glow Girls that I know will agree. Mm -hmm. The actual original Glow Girls, like myself, we can sit there and watch it and go, okay, yeah, now we see it. We see some wrestling. We see some characterization. But yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Nothing else was like it. Mm -hmm. Not so at all. They didn't even come close. <laughs> no. Not at all. 
Did nope. did they did they come to you or any of the Glow uh, girls to to ask them you know about any stories? No, we weren't involved in it at all. It's a long story, but one of the original Glow girls that owns the rights to Glow, her name is Ursula. Mm -hmm. She's the one that I will say stole the script from somebody we know within the Glow group and sold it to Netflix. She got three million dollars and sold all of us girls out. Oh, wow. That's why it's nothing like it should have been or why none of us girls got any cameo appearances or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You know, because we get asked that all the time. They're like, how come you guys didn't make an appearance? Well, they didn't ask us to. It wasn't about us. It was their actresses that they put in there by the script that was given and yada, yada. And, and yeah, so this little girl, uh, she was a good girl. You know, I used to be friends with her back in glow. Of course, I don't like her now. Of course not, because she, she did some dirty things and what she did there was, was pretty low as well. So um, she made three million though, however, and sitting pretty in her own little house <laughs> and all that. So we'll just leave it at that. But you know what? There's some good things that Glow Girls are doing. We, we've got something coming out soon, which I can't really talk about. Um, after Glow, which is, you know, going well and a lot of the girls have their own individual things going their own yeah. niches their own things they're selling whatever they're doing um you know in their lives so we're we're okay with that we're happy some of us can still wrestle we get in the ring um i can still wrestle um i'm a kickboxer i'm a champion you know kickboxer and all that stuff i've i've fought after glow so i trained with ufc my brother was one of the international uh, top UFC world champion, Nico the oh. Dragon. So he had trained me. Yeah. So that, that is to my advantage, you yeah. know, because wrestling, as we know, it, it can be as real as it is. Um, I was injured in wrestling more than I ever was in any other sport that I participated in. So I will say it's definitely real yeah. <laughs> as far as that goes. I don't you know? like, but, I've had Ken Shamrock and Dan Severn on. They both said the same thing, that they had much more injuries in wrestling than, than in UFC. And uh, they said it's because of the constant bumps, you know, as opposed to fighting every, you know, month or couple months. Exactly. And this is so true. I mean, mine was in the pile driver, which they now, you know, don't use. Yeah. Of course, the pile driver's gone. But I had to do that every night when we were on tour. Beastie the Road Warrior and I would have our match. And you know that match has to go on. Do or die, you're out there every night in the arenas, you know, performing in front of 20, 30, 40,000 people that we had at that time in the 80s in the Coliseums when we toured from here to Georgia. And then we did the Mid-South and, and uh, Mid-North areas. So she had me upside down, and the timing was just a little bit off, and my neck hit the mat instead, and I blacked out. And they oh, wow. thought I broke my neck. And they were chanting, Sunny. That's all I remember is they were putting me in the ambulance to go. And uh, it was like, oh, my God. I've never felt so much pain. My, my whole region of my right side of my neck, I thought I tore every muscle, ligament, whatever you want to call it, was done. Mm -hmm. But I did not break my neck, thank God, because of the training that I was taught. For whatever that was, the, the brain taught me just a split second to turn. Just mm -hmm. that little bit that's all it took but I still blacked out and I had severe injury from that and then 
um, in the punching bag in the beginning of GLOW as girls had to punch the bag. You know, we went through military training, so we had to do push-ups and uh, men's push-ups, that is, no sissy push-ups. Um, and, uh, you know, six weeks training with that and then gymnastics, you know, you have to go through all that again. And then the trampoline, we were, you know, in a quick six-week training of it was harsh. It was tough. It wasn't easy. And uh, the ones who weren't cut out for it left and were told to go anyway, because I think there was 70 or a hundred girls that tried out that originally made the, the cut out of 350, mm-hmm. at least in my tryouts, there was 350 girls. So um, it was whittled down to 36 girls. And then they, they start giving us our characters names but in the in the boxing when we started i hit the boxing bag straight on and i knew better but i was trying to be tough and oh yeah i got this and i didn't even curve and my knuckles broke in the beginning so i had a cast on my hand up to my wrist in the beginning of glow (laughs) through my training oh yeah a lot of fun did you have any interest in in uh, wrestling before uh, the glow tryouts um you know what i come from a family of of well if you say military law enforcement and and they loved wrestling my brother and my father so i was at the olympic auditorium when i was five years old with my father my mom my dad we went to the roller derby so i was i was exposed to yeah classy blassie the destroyer mr moto and my dad and my brother knew them all so they would come over to my mom well to our house my mom would cook a big feast when i was little so I was surrounded by all these guys, Andre the Giant, you know, Andre the Giant, I could go on with names, but the Giant, all those guys, um, my dad knew. So um, he loved wrestling. It was his thing. And he was watching Glow one day on TV and called me out of my room. I was a swimmer model then. So I was always a tomboy. I was in track and field. I played volleyball, all sports, softball, you know, basketball, but where I've gotten my awards was from track running. So I competed against the women and then, or girls at that time, then women, and then went on with the, the boys and the men because I was, you know, excelling in, in that. So I did the uh, relays, a hundred thousand, a thousand yard dashes on up. I did all that. And so wrestling was kind of um, different for me you know, from running, but my father was watching glow and he's the one that got me into it and told me to send in my headshot for the, uh, the audition. And sure enough, (laughs) next thing you know, I'm packing my bags from California and went to Las Vegas for the tryouts. And uh, my dad took Gil and he never got to see me wrestle live. He passed away. Yeah, that was a tough one. So I left glow at the very end of GLOW before it actually ended, which we didn't know it was going to end, but I wasn't there at the end. So um, I had to go see my dad and uh, I was in the room with him for five days as he was, um, you know, dying. And so that was a toughie, but I knew I made him proud. And I told him, I said, dad, I'm wrestling. And he goes, I know baby, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's in my comic book. I, I tell, some of my life story in the comic book that is by Squared Circle mm-hmm. Comics. So I was the first female any out of any league, WWE, any of the leagues to have their own comic book by That's Squared Circle. So I'm truly, so I'm truly honored. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. 
when they asked me. And uh, so mine was right after Volkoff was finished, mm-hmm. his book. And then, um, oh, gosh, I can't think of his name. He, he came after me. So the Killer Bees, they have um, Gangrel. That's it. Gangrel oh, okay. was done after, after mine. So, so we all tell our stories in these comic books. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And Rich Parada, he's the artist for DC and uh, Marvel Comics. He's the mm-hmm. one that did my comic book. So, yeah, I saw awesome. the cover. The cover uh, art I loved. You then, yeah, really, really good. And John Crowder is the writer, mm-hmm. and then the owner of uh, Squared Circle is, um, oh my gosh, Kevin Laporte and Amanda Raquel. So yeah, it's pretty cool, really, yeah. really cool. And I, I really feel honored to have that and uh, tell a little bit about my story. If it could help someone out there, help I don't know anybody that you know, makes me happy. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you're at the tryouts for, for Glow, uh, did you start to think of your character? Like, how does that evolve? Is that up to you or is that something that they create? It was something that they watched us and evaluated us and gave us the character. I had no say so. No. Um, apparently my character was um, molded from Jane Mansfield, the sex symbol, which was Matt's wife. Mm-hmm when she passed on, they were mm-hmm. married. So Tony Simber was their son and Tony Simber was a referee in glow. And he also played nature boy in glow. So Matt told me I reminded him of Jane Mansfield. And so I'm from California. I showed up there as blonde tan. I was a surfer. Not really. I was a more of a skateboarder mm-hmm. and roller skates and stuff like that. But I was the fun and sun girl from California. So I was really true to my character because I'm from here and I lived every bit of my character. Yeah. So they gave me that. And I didn't really have to change much other than keep tanning like Hulk Hogan. So my character (laughs) was like, right, the female version of Hulk Hogan, pretty much. He tanned as much as I did. It was in our contract. And then I had to get my hair bleached blonde. I had to continue bleaching Mm -hmm. for the... uh, for the show. Yeah. But other than that, I didn't have to change really anything. I had to add some weight. I had to beef up because I was like 120. Mm-hmm. They wanted me at 140. So I had to eat a lot of protein, <laughs> lift some weight. Oh yeah. They pushed me. They're like, Sonny, you're going to get hurt otherwise. And right, I'm like, right. okay. Cause I'm five to 10. Mm-hmm. I'm tall, but I'm small boned. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not only that, I, I couldn't stand doing handstands it was just so awkward for me to be upside down in my 20s when I was a kid it wasn't easy I'd rather go run than to be on my head you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so when when it came to wrestling I was like having a really hard time doing handstands or you know the awkward things I'm like oh god this is gonna kill me and Matt would make me do it until I got it right I had to do I think 100 handstands up against the wall when we were in training because my my legs were dangling. <laughs> they weren't going straight up. Uh-huh. I'm like, help. <laughs> <laughs> was it were, were the other girls, the other women competitive uh, during the uh, the tryouts? Um, some were. Yeah, I think there was the ones that succeeded, like all of us that really made it, were the ones that really wanted it mm-hmm. bad enough. I think they think it wasn't going to be that hard. That it was going to be a cakewalk. You know, like. 
you go on audition, you know, you're doing a commercial. I think if we're actually going to do the moves or the stunts, mm -hmm. little did they know, right? And right. so, like I said, there was, it, w it went from 100 to 70 down to 36 girls. Yeah. So, yep. Did, uh, speaking That's of that, were, were, you, um, were you smart enough to what wrestling was? Did you, you know, did you think it was uh, a real competition? I mean, not that you guys, you, you know what I'm saying. Did, did you think you guys were really competing or did you, going into it, or did you know what wrestling was? Um, I did only because I was raised in it and mm -hmm. I watched it and I always thought wrestling was real back then when I was five years old watching Freddie Blassie come out of his cage. Uh -huh. It was a cage match and he was swinging from his cage and he had his, um, his cane with him. Uh -huh. He cut somebody and he was bleeding everywhere and i forgot who he was wrestling that time so many years ago but i watched so many of them so to me they were larger than life it was real and it was terrifying <laughs> here i am as a five-year-old little girl i'm like right. daddy daddy's bleeding he's bleeding <laughs> so naturally full circle not knowing i was going to be a pro wrestler mind you you know when i was 21 that here I am. I'm like, wow, this is, this really hurts. Wow. This is really kind of real, right? It's, right? it's pretty real. You know, we had blood capsules. We didn't use razor blades, but we had blood capsules in our matches. Um, yeah. You know, it's great. What made it for me was to see all the fans, all the children out there loving the character, loving who we were. Like they came alive rooting for us. And since I was a baby face, I lost all the time. So Sonny was the, the blonde, the dingy fun in the sun girl, you know, wanted to sing her knock, knock jokes. And that's all she cared about. <laughs> so, you know, I, I tell them one. Yeah. Uh -huh. Which um, is worse. Cause I took the beating. I gave the beating and took the beating only because again, my height, I was able to pick up a lot and drop, you know, mm -hmm. so I got thrown and picked up. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or I got uh, to throw him to cut. Uh, Michael here in the chat room, he says, since uh, you had the UFC training, which I think you might have done after, not before, but he still wants to know if no. you ever had to shoot with anyone in the ring. No. 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 Um, he also sure says, uh, in Queen Kong's autobiography, she says many of the girls didn't get along outside of the ring. Is this true? Um, you know what? It, it's not now, okay, Awesome Kong, or you mean uh, Matilda the Hun? Yeah, I believe that's about? what you mean, Matilda. Yeah. Matilda Hun. Okay, so she was in the first season of Glow. Mm -hmm. I was the third and fourth season. So we never worked with Matilda. Okay. Our season girls were different from the first and second season completely because things changed. David McLean was gone already in our season. We had Matt Simber. He made sure that we were separated at all times that the public would always see the baby face with the baby face and the bad, the hills with the, the hills. But behind closed doors, most of us got along mm -hmm. because Matt wouldn't tolerate it. We'd be out if we didn't. Mm -hmm. So whether we really got along, we had our little clicks, sure. you know, um, we had our little likes who we really liked. And, you know, and then after glow was over, we all went our separate ways. And most of us didn't talk to each other until, 2014 or actually no 2012 for the documentary i think it was mm -hmm. 2010 and then 2012 we had the documentary shown and then 2014 afterglow was born that afterglow hot seat which brought us back to meeting some of the girls in mm -hmm. 
But other than that, again, we're all separated and we all live in different states and we're not close now. We have some are friends, some aren't, you know, like I have my best friend, Roxy Astor, which I'm not friends with. I wasn't with her back then or, or up until 2014. I didn't know her. We all, you know, went our separate ways until then. So we kind of clicked back after we all got back together. So uh, you have no, you had no interaction with David McLean then uh, since he was gone when you were there, did you have any interaction afterwards? Yeah. David McLean was there uh, for the third season. He was only there for a couple of weeks. So we worked with him there. He was great. Nice. But then he was gone. Matt had told him to go. I've had an interaction since then with them with wow. We see him at wow. He's a nice guy. He's got a great thing with WOW. I hope it continues after this COVID. I hope they can get it back and, yeah. and going. Yeah. No, I mean, he's a nice guy. I like David. David's mm-hmm. brilliant. He's did a lot of great things. However, I, I owe my credit to Matt Simber and um, the writer, Steve Blant, because they're brilliant. You know, and the owner of GLOW, who is passed on, which is Michelle Rickless. That's who owned GLOW. Mm-hmm. He owned GLOW, Fabergé Brute. Um, the hair product. He owned all the clones back then in the 80s. He owned the Riviera Hotel where Glow was out of. And he recently passed on. I think he passed on last year. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. That's Uh, Michelle Rickless, the owner of Glow. Uh, Vince wants to know uh, any memories of Jackie Stallone in Glow. Oh, yeah. Definitely. She's the one that got me into astrology. So she was our manager and Ann Kitty was the heel manager. So Jacqueline Stallone was the sweetheart manager, which was us. And she would come in with this little crystal ball and tarot cards. And she would sit down and read our tarot cards. (laughs) She was so cool. She's like, oh, yeah. Oh, Sonny, I know you're going to have a good day. And you're going to shine so bright. The stars around you, she would say. (laughs) She was really a sweet lady and so inspirational and so spunky, just a sweetheart. And I remember that we had Frank Stallone on the sidelines and um, Sylvester's son, you know, Mm -hmm. he used to be there when he was a little boy watching us wrestle too. Some really cool memories with the Stallone family. Mm -hmm. Very, very cool. And I'm so sad we lost her. She had a great life, though. I mean, what a what a blessing to live that, you know, let's face it, 98 and you pass away in your sleep. It's the greatest thing. Yeah, right? definitely. Mm-hmm. So uh, what about the what about the, Yeah, no, I didn't want to cut you off. I'm sorry. But I was just, uh, since, uh, I was thinking about the raps. Uh, were they fun to do when, when you guys would sing? Oh, yeah. Always. Yep, we'd have to rehearse those for the commercials and stuff, but it was fun. I mean, they gave us our raps, uh-huh. and uh, like I said, they gave me my knock-knock jokes and everything, all my material, and I just uh-huh. had to study it. Yeah. And then we have our main rap, you know, which uh, we're the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. We're all champions in the ring. We come mm-hmm. from the streets. We come from the city. We come from a world where there is no pity. Slam, bam, it's a wrestling jam. Come on, ladies, give us a hand. It's a big, bad battle in the ring. We're going to have fun and do our own thing. (laughs) Bravo. (laughs) Sounds like you've sang that a few times since then. Yeah, thank you. I was watching some clips today, and I saw you were singing before one of your matches with Beastie. You were singing, uh, You Must Have Been a Beautiful Baby. 
Oh, yeah, the knock-knock joke, yeah. And boy, were they corny. When they told me I had to sing, (laughs) because they would, you know, they asked us what we did or what we want to do in life. And I said, well, I want to be a singer. I'm a singer. I sing in the lounge. You know, I was practicing Mm -hmm. singing and stuff. And, uh, you know, so they gave me knock-knock jokes to sing, you know, to make my opponent mad to come after me. Mm -hmm. Some corny ones, boy. (laughs) Yeah, beastie. (laughs) We, we wrestled a lot together. I love her. And she's my friend now. You know, we're close. Oh, that's very good. Uh, Tyler wants to know, did any of the Glow Girls date any uh, male wrestlers from any of the other promotions? Um, I don't know. Back then, no. Mm-mm. Nope. We usually, you know, I mean, we, would, we had the weekends off every other weekend, which was there was the taping weekend. The next weekend we had off. Most of us would go to whoever if we're dating someone. I'd go see my mom and dad because I wasn't dating anybody. But some some of the girls had boyfriends, mm-hmm. and they weren't involved in wrestling. But, you know, we all kind of dispersed and did our own thing on the weekend and then come back to the ring. But we really didn't have much of a life outside of that. Right. It was all consumed around GLOW. Yep. Mm-hmm. Morning, noon, and night. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Uh, do you know what the other wrestlers thought of Glow at the time? Like, you know, people who worked for WWE or WCW? Um, back then it was WWF and they right. couldn't stand us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. They couldn't stand us because our ratings were bigger than theirs. <laughs> we were the Glow. We were the girls that were wrestling. Because mind you, there was no other leagues. There was no other girls. We were the first. Right. So when we came out with WWF and we were on twice, let's see, three times, four times on the weekend, and they only had one play, they were hating us. <laughs> uh, we're like, really? Oh, good. Because <laughs> we were like, our ratings were, were going through the rough, you uh-huh. know, from, from uh, Vegas nationwide. And so WWE couldn't compete, and they were hating on us all right. But they got over it, and they realized. And now I believe that they appreciate us now. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they get it now. Mm-hmm. So, did you uh did you have any uh did you ever try to pursue to go to the WWF? Uh I did not. No. After I left Glow, I came back to Las Vegas and I started my own show called Battling Beauties, where I trained the girls. We had a ring built and it was right off the strip. Yeah, at the Kona Hotel. It was in oil, but it was straight pro wrestling, which was pretty darn difficult mm-hmm. to do. Yep. That was my show called Battling Beauties. I was pretty proud of that that show yeah and that was a successful but then i went on and did other things i was called to go do some some bigger deals and then the smaller hotel act and so i left yeah we closed it up and and that was it for battling beauties mm-hmm. now the the and and the guy who did my wrestling ring was benny diamond who is the referee in glow mm-hmm. who now has big valley wrestling in las vegas which is benny espinoza is his name so he built my wrestling ring though and, and helped train the girls. It was pretty good. It's pretty yeah. fun. What was the, uh, w- were you surprised when you heard that glow, glow was going away, that it was ending? Um, I was because at the time we were told that we were going to do the glow movie. Mm-hmm. The glow movie was happening and we were all excited. So when I returned, yeah, I was pretty heartbroken that it had ended and shocked you know, actually, and that there wasn't going to be a movie, you know, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty sad. 
And at that time, like, uh, what, what did you think? Did you think, like, uh, you know, I'm going to go on and do more wrestling? Or what did you think was going to happen? Um, with me, I was always a model. And I was a pretty successful model. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of magazines, swimmer covers. I was a swimmer model and a runway model and stuff. So I went back into modeling. And in Las Vegas, I did as well. Once I returned, I went into um, sports, which was NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, calendar. I did the, the uh, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, um, Rams, and Raiders. Okay. Yeah. So I did the posters and all that back then. Yeah. I had the tight end poster. So I'm yeah. in Massachusetts. Cool. So I'm, I'm in Patriots country here. All right. <laughs> New England Patriots still going. They're the best. I hate yeah. to say. I know some people are going to hate me for saying that, but you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you don't have to take you didn't have to take any pile drivers uh, to do the uh, magazines. And... No, <laughs> that's always a plus. Okay. Nope. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian wants to know: uh, Were you upset that uh, they used Sonny for Tammy Sitch's name in the WWF? Um, no, for Tammy Sitch, no, no, because it was just Sonny. So. I was not. My whole title was Sunny the California Girl from Newport Beach, California. Mm-hmm. The fun and sun girl. So it was a completely different character, even though she came out blonde and, and kind of the same gimmick, but not at all. You know. Plus she was a great wrestler. It's a shame what has happened to her. And I it still is. wish I've, her well. I, yeah, I agree. I I've, get out of I've, that. Yeah, I've had her on the show many times over the years and she's always been very nice to me. So it's always uh, unfortunate to see um you know uh how her life's been over the last years every time you think she's going to be doing okay you know it it, uh something happens right i know and it's really truly sad so i hope she finds her way you know she's a beautiful girl she had so much going for and i just hope so you know what i mean i don't want to see anybody you know it was bad enough what happened to china so i think um uh, yeah most definitely, I want to see her get back on track. Anybody that is in our business, I hate to see him go down. Um, you know, and unfortunately, in our business, it happens all too much, and we've lost some great ones. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Well, um, as yourself, you know, you said you got hurt with the bile driver, so I assume you'd have some. You could understand how someone who's you know doing that every night, uh, you have to take something to deal with the pain. Well, yes, after that, I was definitely on painkillers um, because Matt told me that I had to go back out and wrestle. Um, I had, it was two nights off, so he gave me two nights. So the third night, I was faced again to go back out in front, in front of thousands of people and wrestle Beastie again, knowing what had happened. So that's when you know your psyche is like, oh, God. Am I going to die this time? This pile driver's coming up again in our map. So, mm. you know, that's where you've got to like just get it out of your mind, get ready and get prepared, and the show must go on, and which we did it, and it was successful. That was the last injury I had had, thank God. Mm-hmm. But um, I was definitely on painkillers, but not for very long because I'm not good on them. I'm, I don't have that tolerance, mm-hmm. so I get really loopy. So that didn't work very long for me. But in our business, a lot of people, you know, definitely are having to take it or not in our business. Just a lot of people are on this opioid, which I stand against because my 
husband was also on it, and I lost my husband to the opioid addiction. Um, yeah, so, I'm very sorry to hear about that. So I'm definitely uh, against all that. I take two Tylenol and I get I get knocked out. If that tells you my yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that, that that night I wasn't feeling any pain in the ring. Beastie could have, I swear, Beastie could have sat on me for probably two hours. I would have felt nothing. I would have right. been floating on cloud nine. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to make this show dark or anything, but I I know myself. I had uh, the last few years had some uh, health problems. I had uh, 14 inches of my colon removed and. Um, I was on Oxycontin for a long time and, you know, they're prescribed to you, but still you have to take something for pain. And, but a uh, long story short, I haven't taken any painkillers or, or dr- drank anything since February of last year. Good for you. Thank you. Amen to that. That's awesome. That is so awesome. And I'm so sorry that you had to, to go through that as well. I'm dealing with some situations too there with, uh, yeah, I've got to go in for an endo and a, a colostomy. You know, I don't even yeah. like to say the word. I get nervous. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. So I feel you there. Uh, my my father, my biological father, not my father who raised me, however, which is the one that I loved, uh, I lost in 88. Um, but my biological had cancer everywhere. So I have to go through all these things. There's always red flags, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. It's good to be But I'm so happy for Oh, well, yeah, we got to catch all those things in time, you know, and I've I've already had that scare in January with my implants that I had removed. So I had um, lymphoma around the casing. My implants were recalled for that. And I was seriously sick and I continue being sick from the implants, but I fight it each and every day. I have um, low autoimmune disease and, uh, you know, we can't let it get you down in anything. You got to keep going. Got to be strong. Eat right. Eat healthy. You know, stay active. Get plenty of sleep. You know, because that's that's what's gonna make us all better. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, yeah. And again, uh, yeah. Uh, since uh, last uh, few, I've lost almost half my body weight. I was at my heaviest, three sixty-five. I'm about one eighty-five at the moment. So lost a lot wow. of weight. And all through, I'll say I. Uh, they wanted me to get uh, weight loss surgery, but I wasn't uh, when I looked into it. I didn't want to, so I changed my diet completely and uh, stay active and reverse uh, awesome. all the blood, yeah. high blood pressure, cholesterol, and everything. So I'm doing good. Great, that's a great testimony. That's that's fantastic. Thank you. Good for you. That is really good. Yes, you should you should talk about that because that'll help a lot of people out there. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I do talk about it on the show uh, and on my uh, Facebook and social media, and um, it's weird. There are there are a lot of people get mad about it, which I don't quite understand. But but also, there's a lot of most the majority of people are happy, and uh, also, like you said, they'll reach out and say that uh, you know hearing that has helped them uh, with anything in their life. Might not be the exact same thing, but it shows you know you can uh, change uh, change yourself for the better. Right, I agree, absolutely. Uh, Stellar Steven here in the chat He wants to know uh, What was it like doing the Kiss Playboy? Oh, it was so much fun Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it I I got to cast the issue Back in um, 90, well, it was actually 98 99, the issue came out So um, We had over, I don't know how many Playmates, and again It was like 300 playmates we brought in And there was only 
I think a hundred of us that got in. No, not even that. I think it was only like 40, maybe that got in. Um, and then with the band kids, they would look at the girls and give them certain characters. Like you get to be Jean by the face, by the sculpture of the girl's face and the character of the girls. So yeah, it was pretty fun. I got to be Paul Stanley and Ace Freely. And uh, I got to cast the issue with Tommy Thayer, who is now Ace Freely from Black. He was with Black and Blue at one time, mm-hmm. and he was the roadie for Kiss. But now he's, you know, he he moved his way up, and now he's he's Ace Freely. But it was a lot of fun. Um, I've traveled with them. They're like family to me. Uncle Gene is like my uncle. He's not blood related, but he is. Yeah. We're very close. Yeah, for many, many, many years. <laughs> So it was, a, cool. it was so much fun. Yeah, the sets of Kiss were so much fun. I mean, just to wear the um, rock and roll garb and just to be with them. And it was just, yeah, I mean, it's, it was a dream come true, you know, all the way around. If you, if you love rock and roll and you love, love Kiss and, you know, obviously Playboy, all mm-hmm. girls want to be in Playboy. You know, at one point they dream about, you know, some maybe not, but, you know, at least it was for me, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. They, they should. You should have been the valet or the the uh, tag partner for the Kiss Demon when they the Kiss right? Demon in yeah. WCW. Yeah. There we go. I know. <laughs> have been perfect. So what 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 are you doing now currently? I know you have a lot of things going on. I have a book coming out and a movie about my life story. So. Yeah, I have an autobiography, a book that's being written. Oh, very cool. And, and then a movie, yeah. And then we have uh, Afterglow stuff that's, you know, going to be out soon. We can't talk too much on it. Um, but uh, I look forward to that, you know. And then I just have my, my normal life up here on the mountain with my kids. And I'm a grandmother and my two grandsons. And, uh, you know, I work. I have a talk show called The Brighter Side with Sunny. Mm-hmm. That's coming back because of COVID. Everything has been black, you know, nothing's been yeah. happening. So unfortunately, but my show is coming back in November. So stay tuned for that. I'll be on nationwide, my own talk show inside the studio. Once they open the studios back. And then I have um, my radio segment every Sunday at 4 PM California time on American adversary talk radio. I've been with uh, those guys for nine years. Oh, wow, cool. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking for. I'll read. I would like. Uh, I'm looking forward to reading the book, and uh, it'll be cool to have you back uh, when the book comes out. Oh, I, it would be my pleasure, most definitely. I look forward to it. Very cool. And uh, where can people follow you if they want to see what you're up to? Not like to your house, because um, they won't be able to find you out there. But uh, <laughs> I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> good. Good luck with that. You need a probably a pretty big flashlight, and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Oh, got to watch out for the lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. Um, I would say you can Google me. It's the best thing, but I'm everywhere because I always say Google me and find me. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so I'm on Instagram under Patricia Summerland. I have a fan page on Facebook under Sunny the California Girl, but I apologize. I don't go to it that much mm-hmm. um, because I'm on my personal name, Patricia Summerland, on Facebook. I'll interact with you and talk to you more on that. Um, and then I have Twitter. I'm back on there. I go on and off Twitter. I'm terrible because I just, I don't know what I'm it is with Twitter. Twitter myself, but yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm not such a big fan of it. 
but I'm on there. I'm on LinkedIn under Patricia Summerlin. Um, so you can find me. I'm on there and I'll talk to you. I love my fans. I love my friends. My fans are my friends now and I love my family. So you, you'll catch me on there. Very cool. Always. And it's funny you said about Google because I actually always think that when I ask that, I, was, I always think to myself like, why well, even ask this? People could just Google the person if they want to find them. And, uh, but, uh, but a lot of people like to plug, you know, their social media. So I always ask it at the end, but, um, but I agree. You could just Google anybody and you're going to find their social media. It's probably easier. Absolutely. And you know, you can catch me on American adversaries. You can go to the website and read about me on there mm -hmm. uh, with all the other great hosts. Um, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, pretty I appreciate fun. you doing this. Thank you. I had a good time. I'm sorry we couldn't get the other. I was like all prepared too. Yeah, like, darn right. it. And I'm Next time for the book. It yeah, it'll work I out know. for the book. Exactly. Well, we'll do maybe it's a laptop. I don't know, but I was having an issue on that too. It was telling me the browser kept saying, you know, you've got to go to one of these browsers. And I would hit it and it still wasn't. It was so weird. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Oh, well. <laughs> Hopefully it's just a glitch. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. that's right. right well thank you it was, thank a, you it was an awesome time and uh i look forward to doing your show again you're a great host hostess with the mostest but i say host with the most right <laughs> right i appreciate that thank you and uh yeah let's do this again all right very good take care have a you too yep. have a wonderful evening stay cool stay safe and covid free thank you you as well or try to Yes, I'll try okay. my best. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, that was very fun to um, thank gorgeous lady of wrestling herself, Patricia Summerlin, also known as Sunny the California Girl. It was very fun. Uh, we were going to do it. Uh, we had all planned here to do a video. For some reason, it didn't work out. But we'll have her back here. Uh, when the book comes out, it'll be fun. I actually have a glow shirt, but I could not find it. So it's Halloween time. We're in the Halloween shirt, but it gives, it gives me a little while. I'll find the shirt uh, for the next appearance. Uh, thanks, everyone, here in the chat. Good stuff. All right, so I'm going to go over some uh, some uh, wrestling here in a minute, but I want to thank some of these people here sending stuff in. we got Marquis Dubois. Tyler, Michael, Alan, Rubin, Vince Rudo, Stellar Steven, uh, and a lot of other fine folks, Stephen Butler. Um, if you do uh, $10 or more um, sent in here through Super Chat tonight, I will send you an autographed photo myself. I am sorry. It will not be a signed Playboy of me, as Tyler suggested. But it'll be, it'll be close. It'll be a guys and fries photo. You'll just get to see me lounging in the bed with uh, french fries. Might even be better than the Playboy. I need to do an updated one, but I still, I still have some. Uh, my idea is I'm going to start doing a series of, of autographed Jack photos, and, I, and each one will be different. So if you send in $10 uh, for the uh, Super Chat, which helps uh, fund in your head and get us some new equipment here and, and pay for, for everything, it does take some money to, to do the show. I'm going to get a bunch of photos printed out, classic photos, new photos. So you won't just get the same photo of me. You'll get a different one every time you donate $10.
that's pretty sweet. But it'll be cool because it'll give back. I might get some buttons and some cool stuff too to, to start giving out uh, for people who uh, donate to the show uh, through the Super Chat. It'll be fun. I might uh, start auctioning off old Jack T-shirts. Some of them have never been worn, but they're too big for me. So if you're, if you're listening and, and, used to wear, and you wear 4X, 3X, 2X, extra large because I had to keep moving down in sizes, I'm going to start auctioning off here on the show. Classic wrestling tees. Some worn by me, some owned by me, but not worn. But it'll be fun either way. All right. Uh, I'm going to pull up. Um, we had a um, big pay-per-view this uh, Sunday, and I even remembered. Actually, my mom remembered, to be honest. I, I forgot it was on. But hell in a cell. Now, this is a true story. I was, I was uh, texting Inchman, the incher, about hell in a cell. And I get replies back. And he's calling it heck in a cell. I'm not even joking. Heck in a cell. I will not stand for this. Heck in a cell. The hell, who's he trying to fool? He's trying to act like he's Mr. Prim and Proper. He's just saying heck in a cell. If you're going to call it heck, you can't call it cell then. Because then it doesn't even rhyme. You know what I'm saying? Heck on the deck. Uh, what would it, what, what would be the... Anyway, does anyone out there really think hell is a, is like I'm just it's a bad place, but is it really like a, a bad word? I don't think so. But anyway, I'll not stand for heck in a heck in a cell now. Does not work. No. Not doing it. Incher, come on, man. Heck in a cell. Embarrassing. All right, so hell in the cell. Our truth versus Trevor Goulash. People listen to never listen to the show before. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But uh, Drew Gulak. Our truth, I mean, let's be real. No one cared about this match. So our truth kept the title. Just look, I, I actually enjoy our truth, but just does anyone find the 24-7 belt still entertaining? Uh so all right, so you're doing a hell in a cell. There's seven matches on the show, on the main show. So almost half of them are hell in the cells because you're doing three full hell in the cells. This is, I mean, you can't, you can't do three big gimmick matches on the one show because you got to space them out. You got to make one even more gimmicky than the gimmick already is. It really just takes away. From, all right. I'm going to say, I might get that out of the way. Then you have to open you open the show with the hell in the cell. You open the show with one of the the hottest feuds in the show uh for one of your main titles. It's it's ludicrous. That being said, well I'll I will uh you know, I'll talk about the match as was. So if okay, I thought this match was I love the uh, the build to this match. I love their last match. I love the story. I think it's great storytelling. I think it's uh, they're performing great. Both the both, I think you're really making Jay Uso a star, even though you know he's getting beat. But I think you're making him a star. Roman Reigns has really elevated his game. I always thought he's a very good wrestler, but didn't have the personality. Um, not that I thought he was terrible or anything. I just didn't think he had the charisma really to be the top guy. But proving me wrong, really uh, as a heel, just really taking off. Uh, Paul Heyman's always Paul Heyman, great. Okay, so they. Builds a great match. Uh, they go into the finish. 
if I if they didn't do the exact same finish on the last show, I would have loved this. But it's exactly what they did on the last show, and I saw a lot of people loving it. So maybe it's just me, but it's it's like it's exact same thing. The guy he just beats a guy down, beats a guy down. It stops really being a match. It's just all about him beating him. Uh, um, Roman beating down Jay Uso, and Jay won't give up. And I get all this, but you just did the exact same thing on the last show. It, to me, the finish just went way too long. Yeah, uh, the ref just kept you know kept saying over and over, Jay, say it, Jay, say it over and over. So if I hadn't seen the last match, I probably thought this was awesome. But I saw their last match, and I don't watch the show. So I, to me, this is like the very next match I saw with Roman Reigns, exact same finish. Uh, it's just the same thing over. So I can't really say I loved it because I just thought it was, okay, well, this was a great angle. Let's do the exact same thing again. Uh, but at the end, though, he goes out there. Now he's the head of the table. And so uh, Alpha and Seeker out there. And I like that, but I also thought it was very bizarre because they just saw their – is that their, grand, their grandson or or – is it one of anyway? They just saw one of their sons and one of their nephews destroy another fam like other family members. So like the one though, Afa or Sika has a big smile on it. They're just happy that they destroyed another member of their family, which I thought was kind of odd. But uh, so it wasn't the uh, masterpiece that I see a lot of people saying, at least uh, to me. But this is my personal opinion. Uh, Elias versus Jeff Hardy. Um, I'm actually a big Elias fan. Um, uh, this match really wasn't that great. Uh, the Miz versus Otis. This match was fun. I like this match. I like Otis. I like the Miz. Uh, not a re- like an epic match, but I don't think you know the matches need to be, especially uh, without when you're not in um in an actual crowd anymore. Uh, but to me, this was just a fun match. Uh, Tucker turns heel, which I just think that's the end of Tucky. I mean, I don't see this guy going anywhere as as a singles. Uh, Otis had all the charisma. This guy no charisma at all on on the mic. Not a good, not a great promo. There's just really nothing about him that stands out. No, I'm sorry, but there just isn't. So, um, I mean, who really wants to see Otis versus Tucker? I assume they'll have a quick feud, and then honestly, I think Tucker will just be off TV. And well, I don't think we'd ever see him again. Uh, Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Uh, to me, this was match of the night. Really, again, another – this feud was built really well, built for like a year or more. Uh, just a great uh, – one of the best women's matches I, and I can remember. Uh, I've, you know, I've liked a lot of the women's matches in WWE in the last few years, though, but uh, great stuff, re- really physical, uh, told a great story. We saw Sasha win the, the title after Bailey had the belt for over a year, so that, you know, adds a lot to it. Uh, you know, when you keep the belts on people and you build a feud – uh, it means a lot. And um, so, yeah, this just worked. The story worked. Uh, the build to it worked. The match itself worked. And the story after worked. So, uh, to me, this was match of the night. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Slapjack. I've never been a Bobby Lashley fan, but I do like um, the Hurt business. I do think he's a good fit for it. I like the angle. I like the group. I don't get now their baby faces, I guess, even though they really just – if they're baby faces, I'm I'm fine with that. But – um, you can't talk about like because before the promo, uh, 
MVP was talking about like the, they're all about business and making money and like that's not really a great uh, baby face promo. And then like they're even kind of making fun of the like, oh, we're going to wrestle the guy with like the goofy mask. It's like when the wrestlers themselves are making fun of how bad the other group is, like it's not helping. It's like they all look like total buffoons. They all have like these corny masks and they're all kind of jump around looking mean. This is just the whole, it's a, one of the best factions in wrestling right now and one of the worst of all time, I think. And so, I mean, just the name, Slapjack, come on. So, this was a real short match and couldn't care less about it. Uh, Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. Honestly, the match is good. It's just hard for me to really get into a Randy Orton and this feud because I don't only I only watch the pay per views and it seems like I've seen this match now like a dozen times. Like how many times do I need to see it? Um, and the last time, from what I understand, was the you know it seemed like it was the blow off to the feud, and then uh, and then we have another match. It's like we had the blow off, and then it leads to another blow off of the match. And then we have Randy Orton as a champion. As a standalone match, there's nothing really bad I could say about it. It was a good match. Uh, I like the, you know, the RKO out of nowhere is always cool. But uh, I've seen this match like forever. Uh, Randy Orton has not changed at all in like in like a decade. He's ex- And he's there's nothing bad about him. He's a great wrestler. He's a good talker. He looks good and everything, but like when you're just the same guy and you don't change at all for all this time, it's just not exciting. And so to him as champ again, and then uh, poor Drew McIntyre, you know, they, they put the belt on him during the, the, the COVID era where you've no crowd, so it really uh, hurt his, uh, his chance to shine as champion. So, um, I mean, the I can't say I love this pay-per-view. I didn't. Uh, but you know, I can't really say like it was terrible either. So it happened. I you know I wasn't. I didn't uh, turn it off and say God. I'm glad I don't watch this. But I didn't make me want to watch more. But uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey was match of the night for me. What did you think of this show, Stephen? Oh, I can't hear you, Stephen. You're muted. You gotta unmute yourself, buddy. Testing one two three. Testing we got you. We got you. Okay, going into this show. I was expecting to not like it, but I really enjoyed it. I agree with you that three Hell in the Cell matches on one show probably was too much. In fact, I think even two is too much, but three, I mean, come on. You could have gotten rid of, you could have just made uh, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso an I quit match, your standard I quit match. Yeah, there's no reason for it to be in a cell. That's right. Because you even uh, had you even had people come in, you had his his brother comes in, yeah. Why did it need to be a cell? It was basically as you were saying a repeat of the previous match. Um, Bailey versus Sasha. I agree with you. That was the match of the night. I was really I a lot of intense moves, a lot of intense spots. <laughs> um, I don't know what they were trying to do with those kendo sticks. Um, no, that was a when she was putting him across the thing that didn't work out. But no, hey, I mean everything you do is not going to work. So it didn't really come yeah. into play into the match either. So, but um, I, but but again, I enjoyed that. I thought that too was match of the night. Really impressed. Um, 
I was wondering what was what was Randy Orton what 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 was Randy Orton Drew McIntyre what was the point of going to the top of the cell except maybe just to get a good a good visual um, there was really no reason for them to go to the top of the cell <laughs> no this is the thing we had once Cactus Jack got thrown off the top of the cage once Mankind got thrown off the top of the cage. No one is ever going to top that, nor really should they, because you're going you're gonna, to like get killed. So every Hell in the Cell after that, whenever they tease going to the top, is always just a setup for letdown. Mm-hmm. Because you're not, we know you're not going to top it, so why even pretend you're going to? Yeah, you're just going to let down the audience. When they go up there, you assume you're going to – and then they, do, they did take a bump, but like – I'm not saying they should cage. fly off the top of the cage and kill themselves, but when you take that like the the middle of the cage bump to the to the table, yeah. when we've seen the cactus jack, mankind, you know, off the top and through the cage, like it's just kind of a letdown. It's just like, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I mean, you're not going to get uh, another one of those spots unless you're Shane McMahon, and he's not going to do Even that. Even he, anymore. I don't. I mean, I don't think his are as, as good as those either. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. But yeah, um, um, again, I I kind of fast. I was trying to catch up to the show, and I fast forwarded through Bobby Lashley and Slapjack. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you've got a heel versus heel faction, and I've got to say, based on this and Monday Night Raw, Retribution is um, dead in the water. Uh, it's, it's terrible. It was dead when it started. But I mean, these guys. I don't watch. Then I watch this. I'm like, man, they just look like goofs. Yeah, they're being booked as goofs. Even on Raw last night, they were booked as goofs. Um, so, but but I would give it a thumbs up. Um, Seven out of ten, eight out of ten. I, I really liked Hell in the Cell this year. Even though I wanted to ask you, Jack, because um, you mentioned this before. To me, a red Hell in the Cell is the equivalent of the big blue cane. Ah, that's a good point. Yeah, it just looks stupid. It's very. It looks. It looks like. It looks like a toy. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it doesn't look menacing. You need a black Hell in a Cell. You need a black or Sturgis Steel. Yeah. You know, uh, chrome or something like that, but not red. Not bright not red. red. Not. <laughs> Looks like it's plastic. I, yeah. Before I we go too far, before other... I forget, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Stephen, but caramel pecan roll. This coffee that I'm drinking right here was sent to me by the beautiful, the lovely, the talented Juju of the Bees. Oh, wow. And uh, for Halloween, I'm drinking it right now. <laughs> all right go on well i see we have some other folks uh here um, we do we I, have some good fine folks here so if you want to get their perspectives um but like i said i'm giving it seven out of ten eight out of ten i really like telling the cell this year mm-hmm. yeah. how about uh phil hey philip i've known hey. him for years but he's, i don't think he's ever called into the show or zoomed in the show. i've never zoomed in before how are you very good, thank you. It's good to see you. You got a very, you got a nice background over here. Thank you. This is this is literally outside my house right now. Oh, interesting. So, what did you think of Hell in the Cell? I, did you even watch Hell in the Cell? I, I I watched a good chunk of it. I say a good chunk because I had it on, and then I sort of faded in the middle, and I came back at the main event. Um, 
for the most part, I was okay with it. I thought it did a, some resolution to some stories for the most part ish. I mean, you, you can't really get resolution on Sasha and Bailey. And I think that's what disinterested me because it's that just, was to me. That was the match of the night was the Sasha Bailey match. Okay. But it was to me the one I don't know. There was a few elements that were a little bit off for me on that. Just again, because I think mentally I know it's not going to be the end of the rivalry we see between them. Um, the fact that you ha- that you had what was supposed to be an I quit match the first match and this match also ended by submission. So my brain had this moment of wait a minute. Did yeah. So having three hell in the cells on one show is is kind of silly. I mean, not kind. It really is silly. Like it, you know, it should be like this the. the the culmination of this blood feud is the hell in the cell because even bigger than a cage, and then you do three of them on a show. Right. Even um, though all, th- all three of those feuds were our big feuds, sometimes they'll have, you know, they really shoehorn something just to be in a hell in a cell, but still just having three of them on one show is a bit much. You've never seen those independent wrestling events that's like, oh, we're, we're not going to bother with the cage. It's, it takes too long to take up, take down. We're just going to leave it up for the whole entire night, and every match is a cage match. Yeah, well, you see that in, in TNA, too, the... Uh, what do they call it? Was it Hard Justice or? Lockdown. Lockdown, that's right. And the thing is, like, by, by the middle of the show, you, it's, you don't even care that the cage – you don't even notice that the cage is there anymore, and it's, they're just all matches. Yeah. So anything else going on there, Philip? Um, working on the independent wrestling calendar, so wrestlingcalendar.com. Uh, I think we're up to 74 events for the upcoming week. Um, across the country uh, so things are more and more events are happening even though the majority of events that seem to be happening are in jurisdictions that might also be having increasing COVID cases so you know be cautious wear your mask if you go to events be socially distant or physically distant I should say um, be safe about it yeah. but um, events are still happening out there and I'm finding out about more and more every day well, that's very cool yeah uh, what's the website again wrestlingcalendar.com all right, cool. I'll remember to plug that on the show, too, and check that out. Thank you. Yeah. Where can people find you? Um, you follow me on all social media platforms at PSPhenom. That's P-S-P-H-E-N-O-M. On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok. If, you, if it has a social media platform, I'm probably on it at PSPhenom. All right, very cool. We'll talk to you soon, Phil. Thanks all for right, calling, zooming good. in. Philip Stamper is a good guy. Known him for a long time. Ah, uh, let's see. Songman, what did you think of Hell in a Cell? Well, to be honest with you, I think this, even though it was, as we know, not a good year for everyone, but I do kind of feel like this kind of felt like a match, a pay-per-view of the year once Thunderdome. I'm not saying of the year. I'm saying one Thunderdome. I like the last WWE pay-per-view better, but I didn't think this was – I wouldn't say this was a bad pay-per-view. Yeah, well, without a doubt, this is 10 times better than the last one at Night of Champions. I barely had anything interesting. So this is way on top from start to finish, even though it, there wasn't I actually like Night of Champions better. It yeah, wasn't really on. big. Jay also and Roman, of course. There wasn't anything big on that. But definitely take your word on Bailey and Sasha. Maybe kind of similar to the main event, but as Steven said, like there was no need for the top. But I think – didn't they actually do this before? When I before? actually think that could have main evented the show, the Sasha-Bailey match. Because the feud's been built up for so long and the match delivered. Yeah. And Steven said, by the way, like, well, there's any need to go on top of the rope, but on top of the cage. But they did this, don't forget, I believe when the new one was even made, when they were getting ready for Mick Foley to do his speech, what he brings back that people weren't aware of. If you I remember. noticed they have like little steps now uh, 
they've had the holes in the cage for a while, like to use for footprints, but now they have like little like steps in the middle of the cage for the guys to stand on when they were fighting, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, I think like little um, platform steps. What do you think of the red uh, hell in the cell? <laughs> no doubt. Well, it's just like the devil's McDonald's playground. If you ask me, every one every keeps bringing up. That's what I keep on saying to myself. <laughs> yeah. What if that was a Puzz 3D though? I think you 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 dig it. <laughs> I don't take it on that one. But there wasn't a. Well, even though we always say that it's not been brutal, of course, over the past decade and everything since they went to PG and SummerSlam 2008 between Edge and Taker, but. I didn't see this that bad after all because we did see kind of hell of a beating because, like you see, probably two matches. It was just a joke with the beginning of the opening match because when I quit inside Hell in the Cell, being like you said, being like a lockdown just because we had three cages in this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, two, three cells. You're looking good there, song man. You're all cleaned up. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I appreciate it. Just getting everything set for the new year and just because I've got to end it within your head to make sure I did your favor to go, go ahead. Take off that beard on top of my head. There you go. I'm digging it. There you go. Oh, the mighty Lexar. I haven't seen him for a little while. You didn't call him last week, did you? Yes, I did. Oh, well, forget forget what I said. I saw, I see you just last week. Why have you been smoking? Oh, Nothing. I'm just told you. I haven't even had any edibles in months. Oh, please. Maybe it's I that haven't. coffee that Jujubee gave you is like... Totally blocking your memory from last week. <laughs> Could be. Could be. I do a lot of video shows, not just here. I do a lot of without your head, so I forget. You know, without your head. And in a few months, I'll be 45 years old. Four months from now. It'll be an old I'll man. 45. I'll, I'll mark it down on my calendar. Good man. February 19th. I've been contacted by a, a convention in North Carolina. They want to do the Nasty Neil birthday bash. So I don't, I don't know if I really want to tra- be traveling to Charlotte, but it'd be pretty cool. Just because you'll be turning 45 doesn't mean your birthday gift will be into trying to bail you alive because it doesn't matter if any one of us makes you get stinged by a bee in a hive. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I could see Intra trying to bury me, though. <laughs> you gotta watch him. So you gonna you gonna help me out, Lexar? If if uh, Intro tries to bury me alive, like physically or verbally? Uh, either way, whatever works. So you would help me we... verbally, but you wouldn't help me physically against the Intro. Uh, hmm. Maybe I use one of Intro's guns to like shoot shoot him. Not yeah, you have... him because we need right. Him. Just shoot, just shoot him in the yeah. knee or something. Yeah, in the arm or something. Yes, yeah, cripple him, but not kill him. I just, yeah. I just hit him with a shovel. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's you hit him in the head. What he ain't gonna hurt nothing. Yeah, it's, it's, he kind of have a brain of a chicken. Sometimes. Exactly. That's exact good way. To, I like that quote. Vince Rudo, write that in the Facebook group. The brain of a chicken. <laughs> On Nintendo 64, brain damage from the Nintendo 64 remaining. <laughs> the mind of madness, as people said on the internet. So what did you think of the show, Lexar? I thought it was better than last year, but I think uh, the main event should have been either the woman's Helen Cell or Roman versus Jey Uso. I, I, mean, I mean, the Roman and Jey Uso was, like, very emotional. 
I agree with that. I just think it was like the exact same really as the last one. You know where he's just beating him down. But I but I do agree it's done well. I just it's just so similar to the last one is all for me. Yeah, the while Samoans showing up in the, at the end with the Leo on his head. It's awesome. I just wish for Keisha would like come from behind and beat him. There's no Samoan. That'd be cool. <laughs> I'm gonna get, get them all in there. Yeah, Samoans family street fight for Survivor Series. Yeah. Are you related to the Samoans? Who? You. Joe? No, I'm not Samoan. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm Latino. Anyway. And yes, I think the Hell on Cell, the Red Hell on Cell should have been. It would be good if it were with color, if somebody would blend in the Hell on Cell. You they know, would just it, blend. It would blend right in. That's another reason not to do a red hell in the cell because if they do bleed, it'll just blend right into the cell. Exactly. There's no contrast. Or like you said, it could have been a 3D. They could do this at night with the 3D lighting up for a red if they want to do it like that. There you go. They did that last year. They should year. do a glow stick cage. They did that last year. With the uh, yeah, with the fiend and that red lighting cube. Oh, God. <laughs> they, oh yeah, there was no I fiend on the show. That, by the way, thank God we saw serious rules after what we remember last year. That's all we remember from Hell in a Cell being a DQ. So I didn't watch Raw, but I saw like the I saw the names listed for like the women's uh, Survivor Series, and I was thinking, <laughs> wow, this is a bunch of goofs. Bunch of jobbers. You got Lana. Why is Lana like a main eventer now? Like who think who thinks she's any good at all as a wrestler? Trying like to Lana and Dana Brooke and um, Mandy Rose. I like her, but yeah, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Yeah, I like Shayna. But yeah. they did. So they did the same thing again. They had they have Lana. Win the, you know, when won the thing, opportunistic. But then she got put through a table again. <laughs> Is she a baby face now or what? I don't understand what's going on. I think so. Well, I think no. I think because I heard uh, Meltzer or somebody saying that that uh, that Vince McMahon thinks her getting killed every week is going to make her into a baby face. <laughs> I don't watch the show, so I don't know what the hell's going on. Is Dana Brooke and, and Lana like improved a lot as wrestlers? Because anytime I've seen them, they've been in the pits. No, I think wow. they do a terrible job booking these women. And um, Mandy Rose is the star of that tag team, not Dana. Oh, Brooke. yeah, of course. She's just along for the ride. Um, but Lana, I don't know. I think you're right. I think it's just because Vince McMahon. He likes he likes, he likes blondes because like this whole yeah. group's blondes. Well, then you got yeah. a couple of big people. But well, yeah. when I watched Raw the other week was when I reviewed it because you know you paid me the moolah was it was all these it was all blonde women. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that take team match that was all blonde women. Yeah, but no, I don't think I don't think Lana is supposed to be a baby face. I just think she's just supposed to be a punching bag. Every week she oh. gets beat up and. Unfortunately, we're going to get her on the Women's Survivor Series tag team match, the elimination match. Um, 
<laughs> and and I I'm predicting it right now. Um, Lana's gonna Lana's gonna get pinned. Nia Jax is gonna get pissed off. She's gonna grab her, take her over to the announce table, and Samoan drop her. Um, I, I expect that to happen. So, <laughs> Songman, do you have any Samoan in you? No, <laughs> not for me. No. Yeah. No. Who's there? We got Carol Crockett coming on the line here. I think he might be Samoan. What about yeah. Raw? So, what did you guys think of Raw? You got uh, uh, Steven's talking a little bit about it. Was this an epic show? Alexa, Alexa Bliss got brand new theme music. Oh, yes. And uh, moment now, was she a witch? Now is she, is she Sister Abigail, or what's going on? Well, I, I would assume. No, I would assume that she is she is sort of the resident witch of Monday Night Raw now. She seemed to have a good time watching the main event segment with um She uh, should be called Randy Tammy Orton, Witch. McIntyre. <laughs> Just standing on sitting on sitting on the top turnbuckle, laughing her head off as Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre beat each other up. Um although Randy Orton um he did the he did the thing where he knew the fiend was behind him, but he didn't act like Seth Rollins, like he was scared to death of him. He just kind of decided to fight. Well, instead, I'm going to fight uh, Drew McIntyre instead of the fiend. And um, I guess I mean they're going to recycle the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt fiend match that, <laughs> that as I can recall, that one had like um, a projection on the ring. Um, if you remember that um, that Best match that started at the the, 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 the Wyatt compound, mm-hmm. so I guess they're going to have a rematch, or <laughs> that's going to be a feud. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, doesn't the theme kind of have like the cycle sit up against even like you remember back during his days, he would go back and forth to a face and heel, face and heel. Do you think that's kind of mm-hmm. what Bray Wyatt is turned into yeah. as the theme character? Yeah, they want Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is being booked as the babyface in this this time around because he was the heel last time and Randy was the good guy. The yeah, I don't face. think this kind of those kind of ideas work. The idea where there's like like in one in one feud they're the guy's a heel, in the next feud they're a baby. It's like they don't actually turn heel or babyface. It just depends who they wrestle. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't agree. I do think it's, it's now what makes a baby face or heel is different today. Like you can't just be the baby face, you know, goody, goody. But like during the Austin era, people, I think um, wrongfully say he was a tweener where he was clearly the baby face of the show. He was a guy you rooted for. Now he wasn't a goody, goody who did no wrong. He still, you know, beat people up and stuff, but he was presented as the hero of the show. And I still think you need that. You need the hero and the villain. Not these, you know, you don't even know what they are. Or they're, they're well, they still know. It's just one one week, you know, if they're feuding with this person, they're hero. If they're feuding with this person, the villain. I don't think that really works. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could work every once in a while, but not like for the whole show. Mm-hmm. I'm not digging it. Man, we got Carol Crockett here. What's going on? Oh, what's going on? Can you hear me good? Can hear you. Loud and clear. Cool. 
That works for me. How's it going? Haven't heard from you for a little while. Yeah, it's been a been a been a while. Yeah, everything I've going been well. To the show. Oh yeah, I've been hanging in there. Yeah, I've been hanging here. Care Bear is doing well. As long as you, as long as you can hear me. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. anything else anyone wants to say about Raw or SmackDown? Because I don't, I didn't watch any of them. Oh. Well, I gotta tell you, the Survivor Series is like a throwaway pay per view right now. Really, it's, it's one of the Raw big five. Yeah, fours actually. The symbol of excellence. Survivor. Why are you saying this is a throwaway show? Because it's now bragging rights with Raw and SmackDown. They turn into bragging rights. And uh, the rest of the card has been is revealed it, last Monday is, night. Yeah, isn't it like champions versus champions, but they're not really for the titles? That doesn't work yep. for me either. You got it. Who wants to see that? But right now, if and the team... Be right back. And Team Raw versus Team SmackDown for men and women. That's fine. I'm good with that. But the um, I would rather if you just – I like just the traditional Survivor Series where you put the feuds together. Why not just do that? I kind of feel bad every now and then ever since they had a long issue with the hiatus between COVID. I don't – I'm kind of surprised since last year they've not done anything with UK because they've not added them to this thing because of how long this has been going on for months for them to come back. So I'm kind of sad they're not putting Walter – why is, it their, uh, why is it their uh, the Hurt Business versus Retribution? They had that last night. <laughs> but is it that built into Survivor Series? Yes, that should have been a Survivor Series match, or that could have been, or that yeah. could have been something. But you would instead, think. they booked, again, Retribution sucks. Last yeah. night, they had an elimination match, like a, basically a Survivor Series match. One by one, um, Retribution and, and the Hurt Business fought each other. And Ali, oh, my God. I think Vince McMahon hates this man. Um, he loses by disqualification. <laughs> Who? All, oh, against and, – and, and wouldn't you know it, the first the, – the only guys from the Hurt Business who got eliminated in that match were MVP and Bobby Lashley. Um, they eliminated those two guys first and left uh, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Now, I like Shelton Benjamin. I've always liked Shelton Benjamin. Um, yeah. But, but, I like the group. I like actually the whole Hurt Business works for me. Yeah. But like – and and what you were saying before about baby faces and heels – it's oh, really yeah. They're heels. Now they're ba- – but like they're baby face against right. the team. They're they're natural heels, but they're being booked as baby faces against retribution. And they don't change them at all. Like, they talk about like money, and it doesn't doesn't work. No, <laughs> and that's why this why this whole thing is 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 hard to get into at all. And <laughs> the sooner it's over, the better. Like move move the hurt business on. Do you think anyone out there is like, man? I'm just a big fan of slapjack. Lexar, are you buying a slapjack shirt? No. I don't think there is a slapjack shirt. No. I saw they're bringing back Sin Cara, and I thought, why? 
Like, who, why would you bring back? Why would is anyone dying to see Sin Cara? I want to see the return of the Sin Cara penis shirt. <laughs> that is, that, now that is now that is a like a that is an epic T-shirt. I wonder if you can get that on eBay. Like, if anyone has it for a lot of money, we should do a design of that and call it the Lexar T. The Sin Lexar. Someone else will get to work on that. Like the penis will be, like the penis will be touching Omar's buttocks. <laughs> exactly. Stephen would wear that around. Uh, oh yeah, around Butler Town. Inchman. Yeah, I can see Inchman wearing it. His parents would be happy. <laughs> All right, I've got to say this. I, I unfortunately couldn't do the uh, Jackie Jones show last week because I wasn't home, but. And I know this has split everyone, and I knew it would. I personally love Dinner Debonair. Uh, it's totally ludicrous, but it made me smile, and I laughed out loud during it, and I was entertained, and that's all that I care about. It was very funny and totally batshit crazy. The just, just in a wrestling show breaks out and they into a dance, a dance and song number, and I was like, hell yeah. This works for me. So I enjoyed it. And I'm glad Steven's giving it the thumbs up as well. Yes, I got a break with uh, good old Jim Jim Cornette. I enjoyed that. I was laughing my head off watching that. And I agree. And know, I, I've wrestling. been doing it. Go on, and then I'm going to say something. Yeah, wrestling, you wrestling, you got to enjoy it. Wrestling, you got to have fun with it. That exactly. was fun. That, that was, was the thing because I listened to the Cornette thing too. And he was, and like both him and his, his lackey there, he's like, you guys can enjoy this, but we'll think you're, you know, idiots or whatever. And I'm thinking like, to, to, they'll, they'll talk about like non-wrestling fans will think you're stupid if you like that. But let's be honest. If you talk to someone who's not a wrestling fan and they're like, well, watch this. It, it's silly. It's funny. And they'll be like, oh yeah. It's, do you think they're going to think you're stupid for that? Or do you think they'd think you're more stupid if you're like, I think wrestling is deadly serious. I take it, you know, it's life and death stuff. It should be presented as, you know, just extremely serious thing that, that you know, that I take personally. They're going to think you're the goof if, if you take wrestling, like, totally serious. And so I've been doing an experiment. I sent that video to several friends of mine that either used to watch wrestling back when they, uh, in the day, like in the 80s or the 90s, or, or never watch wrestling, universally all of them found it hilarious and that's another thing because i see i hear jim Cornette and 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 some other old wrestlers and their thing is this this will be entertaining to this audience but no one else will like it no non-wrestling uh, fan will, will like it two things there I said this before the show. When I was in chicago all of chai town matt's friends were wwf fans they didn't know a lot of the, the AEW guys. Universally, their favorite was Orange Cassidy. My brother at work, he works with guys who like will watch wrestling every now and then but aren't like hardcore wrestling fans at all. All of them, when they watch it, Orange Cassidy is their favorite. I've interviewed people on Without Your Head the same way. The thing is, Jim Cornette and, and these other wrestlers, they say this, but how would they possibly know what a non-wrestling fan would be into? These people live their whole lives in the wrestling business. 
And Jim Cornette's what, like 60 years old? Like, how does he know what a 25-year-old non-wrestling fan likes? He has no idea, and that's not even a knock on him. Why would he know that? So, and you people always talk about uh, Meltzer will say his opinions as facts. This is what Jim Cornette does. He'll say, this guy's not over, this guy sucks, this guy, no one likes this, but like this, that's his opinion, it ain't fact. And if you cannot like something, that's fine. But to say no one else does when they clearly like it is just wrong. And anyway, I liked it. I had a good time. And we're way past the point where any fan is going to tune into wrestling and think it's an actual simulated sport. That's not going to happen in 2020. It's just not going to happen. So if you have something that people enjoy, why not try something new with wrestling? And this is something new. You got some goofy stuff on there. I know it's goofy and I know it's weird, but it entertains me. You can't do this all the time. You can't have like people break into dance like every week, but oh, a standalone thing. I loved it. All right. Anything else you want to say about AEW, Steven? I thought it was a good show. Oh yeah. I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to uh, tomorrow night continuation oh, of the. Uh, another thing, I see a lot of people say it's like obvious who's gonna who the finals are gonna be of the tournament, but to me that's totally fine because you build up feuds for a reason, and if you and if all the matches culminated in matches that you weren't looking forward to or didn't care about or didn't see coming, I don't think that's great storytelling. But if you have a if you had a uh, a um, a tournament that leads to matches you actually have been building to and want to see, I think that's a better idea. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, oh, I was gonna, I was gonna. Well, first of all, oh, it says here, according to Wiki, Jim Coronet is fifty nine years old. Uh, so I'm one year off. Yeah, you're one year. <laughs> But he's he's eternally he almost a six-year-old man. How's he know what the hell anyone else watches or is into? Yeah, he's he's um, with that one. I mean, I, like I said, I love. I'm looking forward to tomorrow night, the tournament, and and that. So, but do you think they've set the bar kind of really high, or do you think they're going to try to top it, or do you think they're just going to move on to? Um, Oh, because they have the uh, because uh, tomorrow night with um with with Jericho and MGF, it's the uh, State of the Union address or something like that. So yeah, I don't think you could do another dance uh, number. So I have no idea what they'll do. I don't think I think you'd have to, you, this will probably be a little not quite over the top as that. I don't think anyway. Hmm. It'll be entertaining though. It's hard not for the it's hard for those two guys not to be entertaining. I think. All right. We got so, the questions here from the uh, from the Hediverse we're going to go to, unless someone else has something else to bring up before I get to them. Well, I'm ready for NXT Halloween Havoc special tomorrow night. There you awesome. go. That's another, yeah. I, I, uh, Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal. That's very cool. I'm a huge Halloween Havoc fan. I always love Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal. I was always surprised that they didn't bring it back more often. 
I'll I'll be watching AEW, but I'll probably uh, watch at, uh, the uh, NXT show after. I just wish they don't have like a, a digital wheel. I want an actual wheel. There you that go. Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae can spin, actually spin. I, I have like the prize movie. wheel over here. I should have brought it over here. And we yeah, spin the prize wheel and make the deal. There you go. Maybe we'll do that next week. Do it. All right. Maybe Steven could pay you lots of dollars to, for the prize wheel, too. It doesn't have Don't to be Steven, but people can send some money. Help me pay for the shipping to send the prize up. All right. Here we go. Brian Jones wants to know if I'm upset that Tammy Stitch stole my name. As far as I know, Tammy Stitch does not call herself Jack or the Internet Icon or Pride of the Pilgrims. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. Uh, Dobbs wants to know, why is it so difficult to find an empty box? Is there a box shortage in the UK, maybe? We have a coin shortage here. Maybe they have a box shortage. Or is he, me, is he being naughty? I don't know what's going on here. Vic Shimoni, how many weeks in a row will Lana, Lana go through a table before they put an end to this stupid gimmick? <laughs> I guess that's like how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's one I wanted to bring up. So, uh, Nikhil says, Hannibal has an AEW invoice that shows people like Meltzer and Alvarez on the AEW payroll. Do you think it's legit? Uh, I do not think it's legit because I actually listened to Meltzer, and he's lots of times has said negative things about AEW. People seem to think he never does, which isn't true. And also, if you paid attention to Dave Meltzer over the years, you would already know that he's a big fan of, of most of these guys' ring, ring work. He's always been a fan of the Young Bucks and Paige and guys from Pro Wrestling Grill and stuff. So it's not anything different from stuff he's always liked. And he's also been critical and stuff on AEW he hasn't liked. So I think it's – I don't know. I, I think there's this, there is this weird thing amongst a lot of people who want to hate AEW. Even if – I'm not saying you can't dislike it. You can not like it if you don't want to. But there's also a built-in – uh, people that don't want it to succeed and think that anyone who does like it, you know, they have to be paid off by or something. And I think that's strange. So, no, I don't think – because I saw some of the names on it and, like, I mean, there's, like, what? Uh, so, Brian Alvarez, Total Divas, like, why would they be paying Total Divas? Doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I No, I don't buy it. But Hannibal's a uh, like I don't dislike him. He seems he's he's one of those guys that really want AEW to fail for some reason. I don't quite. If you don't like it, I would just think you just don't watch it. But uh, are you excited for FTR versus the Bucks at Full Gear? Definitely. I think uh, they're building up Full Gear uh, to be quite a loaded show. Um, are you looking forward to Team Raw versus Team SmackDown in Survivor Series? I'm not sure who's in them, but I saw the women's one and uh, the names, and I was not too excited about that. AJ, Sheamus, and I can't remember like the AJ. other person. But, but on the men's side for Raw, but um, 
I can't remember the third one, but AJ and Sheamus, I think, are two of them. Um, Sheamus beat Matt Riddle. AJ beat Jeff Hardy. And I can't even, I'm blanking on the third, the third person that qualified last night. But, um, would you like to see Randy Orton versus Edge at WrestleMania for the title? Okay, so, um, that would mean so that would mean someone's got to get that belt back, back. Or is that just going to be just a basic one-on-one? Well, Orton match, has the belt when Edge returns. Orton, Orton has, has the belt, so he'd have to keep it to WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, to keep it. That's right. So um, Edge would have to win the Royal Rumble then. Yeah, he has to. Def- Orton has to defeat the Miz because he's my bank, and uh, he brought the history of him defeating Randy Orton. A couple ten years ago. The thing is, then they, the wasn't Orton and Edge already? It wasn't it at this year's WrestleMania? Yeah. I just think you bring back a legend like Edge, and you have all these uh, new uh, dream matches that we've never seen before. And there's like a limited amount of Edge matches we're going to get, and we're instead we're getting you know matches we've seen you know a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just kind of curious. What do you think is going to be better for him? Because we know for sure he's a big, famous expert at TLC. So you think he's going to return? We're not sure. I probably, I don't think it would be smart. I mean, he's coming already coming off you, you know, an injury that put him out of wrestling, they thought, forever. And then he comes back and gets injured again. I don't think it would be smart to put him in a TLC match. Yeah, I take your word on that. Man, like, I'm, I'm not saying I want to see it, but I don't think it would be very smart to do with him. Yeah, I don't even know what's left for the Miz. Like, you Luck, so I don't know what's going to be. I'm a, I actually I like the Miz, but it'll be weird when he because it in that's another time. heel versus heel, Miz and Orton. Yeah, that's true. But um, but I do like the fact that um, they took that briefcase away from Otis and gave it to the Miz. I I kind of I kind of like that that decision at at, at the pay per view for for I mean, yeah, I think I I think Tucker is a dead man walking. Yeah, uh, maybe that'll be the main event of WrestleMania: Tucker versus Otis. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah. Um, unless they end up on Survivor Series teams or a TLC match or something, um, but Tucker's Tucker's days are numbered. Yeah, now, see I that like, that would be a fine thing to put in, you know, in, a, in the Survivor Series. You know, you part of a team where they're they're few, but that won't be because it's Raw versus SmackDown. Yeah, but I like the fact that you have Miz. The Fiend, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and I would even put AJ in there. You oh, do yeah, have at least your you know, a lot of good main event potential to change things up at least. Oh yeah, I mean that Raw. would be a match I'd like to see Edge versus AJ Styles. Yeah, that we've never seen before. Yeah. So before oh, AJ retires, you'd like Edge to kind of like yeah get 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 in with some of these other guys and see what you can do. Rather than yeah, Randy Orton for like the sixth, eighth, hundredth time. So. AJ Styles has that now that has that bodyguard from Raw Underground. Yeah, he's a giant dude. He's <laughs> a big man. I think he might be on the line here. Antoine, are you are you AJ's uh, bodyguard? <laughs> uh, uh, no. <laughs> What's up? How's it going? Doing good. You know, I'm a. Uh, well, I know the pay per view that was just um uh, this past Sunday, so that was awesome. 
Yeah, Hell in the Cell. What was your favorite uh, match from Hell in the Cell? My boy Randy Orton became 14-time world champion. Oh, you're a big Orton fan. Oh, yes, his childhood. Yeah. Oh yeah, he 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 gonna. I I told all the Randy Orton haters he was gonna they they uh, they just hating. I said, hey, forget the haters. Hey, my boy, I just rubbed it into my friend's face who hate on him. <laughs> he kept talking that trash. And Drew gonna win. They lost. See, he lost this time. See, he screwed my boy in the last pay per view at Clash of Champions. Him, Flair, Flair, Christian, and Big Show, and uh, Shawn Michaels. RKO out of nowhere. Oh, that's right. That's right. And my boy, he climbed all the way up top of that cell, uh, top of that cell. And I, I wish I was at the uh, last pay per view. I would have helped my boy out. Have you but, signed but up? I'll be in the. Uh, have you any of you guys signed up to be in the uh, in the ba- in the Thunderdome? Oh, I, 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 well, I haven't did it yet. I I was go- I, I'm gonna do it next time on uh, Monday. I'm gonna do it. Uh, it'll be my first time. Uh. Uh, I tried to, but you got to do it before. Right. So Monday, I'll I'll do it for the first time, and um, and then uh, you know, soon I'll be a WWE superstar in the future. Oh, you're trying to be a well, wrestler? Oh uh, yeah, I'm going to Ring of Honor once this pandemic over. Oh, that's very cool. Good luck with that. Yeah, thank you, thank you. You know, um, I can't wait for that. It's been my dream since I was in what, a little boy in elementary school. Oh, nice. That's very cool. <laughs> you to know. Hear. Do you have any uh, idea of what kind of character you'd like to be? Uh, well, you know, um, uh, what you mean, like what, like the, the like, like the good guy, bad like, guy, yeah, or, oh. or like what kind of name you want? Oh uh, yeah, I already came up with my wrestling name. I just got a uh, and uh, my nickname. Uh, I, I just got um, uh, all I gotta do now is um, get my uh, wrestling attire soon and all that. And um, uh, I'll be good. To, I'll be good to go. And I'm gonna have like, and then two, I'm gonna have the zombie face paint. Oh, nice. Yeah, for my uh, character, and I'm gonna be the bad guy. Uh, Wrestling the, 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 the heel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna be uh, I'm, I'm gonna be uh, big time in one day. Uh, main event on um, WrestleMania one day. My childhood dream. Awesome. Well, well, good luck with that. That's very oh, good. Yeah. Happy for and you. One day, thank you. And one day be on the wall in Madison Square Garden, my dream arena to wrestle in one day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I want to be in there with all the athletes in all sports. I'll be all on the wall. One day be a household name. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And, yep. And um, hopefully, you know, I'm a... Once I do get there too, you know I'm a, you know I'm a, a come up with some more ideas. You know, I heard too that Triple H was thinking about bringing back the Attitude Era. You know, I yeah, is that, that the era that you grew up with? Uh, oh yeah, that and because when I first got into wrestling, I was a little kid during the Attitude Era. So my favorite two eras, the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era, the two eras I grew up in. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite two area. You know, and uh, you know, so that's when I uh seen two uh my uh, uh favorite female wrestler Trish Stratus in childhood crushing wrestling. Hey. So you know I'm hey, oh, Steven <laughs> Hey Trish oh, yeah. Hey Trish is from Toronto. Too. I gotta stand up for her, you know. And I met <laughs> oh, Trish. 
Yeah. Oh, I never, I never shoot her. Oh man, oh man, I used to when I was a kid. I used to kiss the TV every time I see you. Oh, my child, my child, my child. Always rubbing the TV when he'd see her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shoot, yeah, I, yeah. I got some shirts of her too, and, and all that too, and um. You know, uh, always she always uh, uh, been, yeah, one of my childhood crushes. Her, you know, so and then and same uh, too. Um, uh, my other crushes, Shanti, too, in music. So you know, I'd be good. They both mine. So you know, favorites. And um, uh, so I, I've been to the events. I've been to. I've I haven't been. The last event I've been to was what 2013, and it, Randy was in the main event. He was the world champion. He was in the authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this chill, uh, and I, he, he, I know he competed. I think two, he competed two times. I know uh, he went against Biggie, and then uh, it was, and then I know it was him and the Shield versus Big Show in a four-one handicap match in Greenville, South Carolina. And then uh, that was when um, Tyson Kidd returned from injury. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, gosh, and that was when um. What else happened? Uh, I think yo, that's when Total Me was uh, first. It first came out too. I missed that show too, but it stopped. It, it stopped coming on now. And um, uh, I know I'm uh, I can't wait for the um, uh, new the uh, I know new game supposed to be coming out uh next year. I got Battleground. That game pretty cool. Yeah, that game. Yeah, I'm playing it right now. That game is is pretty cool. I'll be I'll be they reverse so much every time I try to lift them up. Uh, I mean, that pissed me off. <laughs> I'd be mean, like, oh, they, like, um, I know um, uh, they coming out with WWE 2K22 or 21 next year. Man, I, I see the preview of it. It look awesome. Look awesome. I know. I just hate that. You know, the, I know, like with K20, the glitches. I know the glitches always freeze up. I'm like, oh my god. Like, oh, man, I know some people piss that it freeze up all the time on there. And I got a boat. You know, some too, I got a bunch of WWE DVDs I had from childhood. I got a bunch. I, I got all of them stacked. The so pile of it so much from, like, I even got some from the uh, PG or two now and Ruthless Aggression and Attitude there. You know, um, so I hopefully um, uh, that you know that those errors come back, but see, ever since WWE went PG for what Benoit did back in 2007 in the summer, yeah, it was just uh, I just got you know it ain't like it used to be. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah, I was like, oh man, and I remember I ordered that pay per view back then. Yeah, he was supposed to show up at a Vengeance, but he didn't uh, show. And I, I I ordered so much, I even ordered just uh see uh. See Trish Stratus last match at Unforgiven in 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in her hometown of Toronto. So yeah, I was there a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you was oh, you was in Canada uh, that night. I was in. I was at ringside to watch that match, uh, and I loved it. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I was like, oh yeah, man, I and I still miss it to this day. I was like, I, I was about 12 at the time. Yeah, I was 12. <laughs> Man, remember that? Yeah, I was like, oh man, oh, man. Oh, I was like, oh, I, I said, oh, I missed my baby. <laughs> I was like, oh man, miss hearing when I heard her, heard her music. I was like, yeah, jump out of my seat. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, I, I, I miss her. Oh, I, that's why I'm waiting to play with her on Battleground, but yeah, downloadable character on there. I'm ready to play with her on there, but I'm waiting for it to show up on my Battleground. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm ready to play with her. Uh, <laughs> I, and, um, uh, I got some, I'm, I had so many old games, but I don't still have, like, some of my childhood games, like from SmackDown, Here Comes to Pain during my childhood. Mm-hmm. And shut your mouth and SmackDown vs. Raw in 2006. I, I know I got it for the PSP. I know uh, that, that I got I got so I got so much uh, old um, games too that I'm you know it, well not in the two but the PSP version and um, I just miss playing those other games, man. Shoot, I wish I know I wish it was gonna be on the PlayStation Five because the PlayStation Five coming out next month. Right, but. Man, so I, you know, uh, um, uh, I will see for sure. But some people say that the, uh, the um, uh, p- that the p- you can't play the old PlayStation games on it. So I'm like, oh dang, I like, oh shit, I like, man. But uh, I got I got so much stuff, man. I'm a dollar fan. I even got the uh, real money in the bank briefcase too. And I oh, got yeah. I and I got the uh, wrestler ring bill, the real ring bill. I got I got that too. You heard it. We, all right. Well, Antoine, we will talk to you soon and good luck on your dream and becoming a WWE superstar. Uh thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care, my friend. Oh, uh, one more thing, my buddy John, he he on here too. You yeah, talk oh, to him yeah, too. Songman. Yeah, oh, the song man John. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah he had told me uh that it's y'all be doing the Zoom thing, and I said, oh yeah, I'm gonna oh, join nice. in it. To well, talk it's good to, it's good to meet a a fellow friend of the song man. A friend of the song man is a friend of ours. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully we can talk in person soon. I'll be a yeah. guest in person. Gotta <laughs> get the song man to work on your theme song. Yeah, well, oh, uh, <laughs> make sure when you hang up, don't shake your head because you made your debut for In Your Head. And just so you know, Johnny <laughs> Jones will be mailing you some nice fresh bread. Uh, what's up, John? <laughs> what is up? <laughs> yeah, man, man, I'm just, uh, I had a good time, man, talking, uh, talking to y'all. And I can't wait for this freaking pandemic to be over with, yeah, man. Shoot, I, I, man, I, I cannot... I, I cannot wait, man. I just feel like Sue man, oh man, just just beating. I feel like beating the president up that bad because he want to have this. He don't want to hide this crap in the first place. And I was getting ready to do my career, man. I just been working out every day, ready to win championship goal. All right, well, and, we'll see you soon. Keep on working out, getting those muscles pumped. <laughs> I will, man. I will. I will. All right. Right. Take we'll care, buddy. You. Take care. Take care, Antoine. All right. See ya. All right. Very good. Uh, yes, by the way, as uh, Vince mentioned for Antoine and everyone there uh, watching here live on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and also hit that little bell icon, not the internet icon, but the bell icon. And you'll get a notification every time we go live. And every time there's a new show that pops up. Lexar, you're subscribed, aren't you? Yep. Yeah, I no, I am not. Uh, what? I, what the hell are you doing? 
I'm not surprised uh, of that drawing you just did while Antoine was talking. Oh, you know, I do not look like that. I, I look like good. Dexter Loomis. That looks like Dexter Loomis. That <laughs> looks like Dexter Loomis. I did make the nose a little big, so I, t- I tried to shade it a little bit to make the nose a little smaller. <laughs> That's Dexter Loomis. <laughs> I don't know. Dexter Loomis doesn't have a CBS Sports sign behind him. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't look like me. That doesn't look like me. I don't know. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to take a poll and we'll see. I'm going to ask the heady verse out there. Maybe will someone make a poll on the Facebook. Does my picture resemble our man Lexar here? That's the first doodle I've done of an in, of an in your head listener. You're the first one, first heady verse member. Great. <laughs> I might do that every week now. Maybe do one in the winter. Yeah, well, I don't want to do too many at once. So next week, there's something to look forward to. I'll auction this off. Oh, boy. If someone wants to buy it, I'll sign it. You have to give me a, a couple, uh, a half of the share, half of the money. I don't know. Because, uh, you know. For your likeness? You're going to sue me for selling yep. your likeness? You got it. I'll take it to the people's court. <laughs> or, or, or the oldest or old law. Oh, the oldest old. court? What, what, what is that yeah. called? Well, we got to oh, get JBL as the judge. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <clears throat> uh, Who's your highway says, draw Lexar like your French girls. <laughs> Oh, who's your highway? He's always drawn the ladies. I see him on the Twitter machine. Uh, are you like, we did that one? Would you like to see we did that one? Uh, the Miz and Orton were both money in the bank and WWE championship this time 10 years ago. Interesting. Does this show WWE failed to build stars if they're repeating the situations again? Yes. No, I don't think no so much of building stars, but it's like, not really, uh, kind of just repeating the same cre- create uh, creative storylines. Well, do you think Miz was even ready back in 2010? He'd probably be more so ready now, honestly. Yeah, he's been a bigger name right now. I actually like the Miz. Uh, where do you think this Jericho and MJF storyline is going? I think MJF will end up being the new leader of the inner circle, and I think Jericho will have a baby face. Tyler has, uh, has he's uh, wants to buy this for five Canadian dollars. <laughs> this portrait of Lexar. How much is that in American? Half of it, probably about three. <laughs> probably, you'd probably get like a buck fifty. We need to get the we need to get the uh, the, the bids up higher than that. Yep. Uh, are you happy to see the Bollywood Brothers return to two hundred five live? Two hundred five live still exists. <sighs> Who the hell watches that? Not me. I only watch it if I'm at the show, but since we're in a pandemic, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I didn't think they. I didn't think it still even existed. Here, Jack. Here's five Canadian dollars right here. 
<laughs> He's got like this like pocket change over here. Yep. <laughs> I saw that there's uh there was WWF scratch tickets up in Canada somewhere. I haven't seen any in my local store. Um, I wouldn't know where they are. If you see them, get <laughs> one for me. I'll pay you for it. Will you watch the Halloween Havoc tomorrow? Uh, I'm going to watch AW Live, but I, I will like. I would like to see Halloween Havoc. I like Halloween Havocs. Yeah, I like the Halloween Havoc shirt too. Uh, do you think WWE realized putting Otis as Money in the Bank backed them into a corner? Uh, no. I mean, you could have. He could have cashed it in. I mean, there's no reason why he couldn't have. Um, what do you find more emotional, Cody versus Dustin at at um, double or nothing, or Roman Reigns Jey Uso matches? Interesting. I I mean, Cody versus Dustin for me is better, but um, I mean, the Roman Reigns Jey Uso stuff's great. So. I mean, it's pretty emotional stuff. That's, that, that's a good question. That's a tough one. Both good things. Uh, I guess the Roman Reigns Uso stuff, because that went longer, though. You know, you really just had the one match with Cody and Dustin. Uh, Cody versus Orange TNT title. Who's winning the match? Yeah, that's another interesting one. That was another thing I saw um, Jim Cornette losing his mind over. But it's just like, I mean, if if he if he was booking it like, you know, Orange would just be a total job guy, but like he's really over. So I think it's been booked well. I would actually like to see Orange win the title, but it's like so soon after Cody won it. So I don't know if he'll do that. But I'm interested. That's a match I really don't know who will win. Do you feel the AEW titles are treated correctly and made into a big deal? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I think they uh, protect the titles pretty well. Actually, very well, honestly. Uh, I mean, we've only had one title change for the world title, and only a couple for the for that for the uh, for the other ones. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Vitetta wants to know how big is your uh, penis? <laughs> you didn't ask who. <laughs> Dobbs Dean Maya says, I like women. Uh, so my question is, is it wrong to like women who were men once? I don't care what I don't care what anyone likes, as long as it's, you know, between mutual adults. Have at it. Be happy. I don't care. Dobbs wants to know, wanna snort some cocaine after the apocalypse? <laughs> I've never done cocaine, actually. Naturally, pretty uh, energetic. You ever do? You ever snort the coke there, Lexar? No. Never had coke. Never had weed. I never had speed. Um, I like to try one of those, like maybe weed, really? because yeah, I just, like, stick with that. That yeah. that's yeah. You don't want to be doing cocaine or. Yeah, it's just, it, it, I feel like weed is a safer drug than yeah, I don't even consider all the drugs. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be doing this stuff, the other stuff like so. Stay away from the heroin. And don't you know you want to turn out like Tazo and start doing crack. Oh. 
Oh no, never! I'll never, I never want to be like Taz though at all. Exactly, no. exactly. He that that should be the poster boy, like for kids. Like, you want to do drugs? You're gonna look like you're gonna turn out like this guy. No one would ever start. Dog said on your on uh, in your head. That's a good you idea. She posted that message. That, on, sh- that would be a good head. video, a good PSA video to play throughout the show. Yeah. I got a question for the Hediverse. This one for Stevie, Toronto Stevie. Was he horny when he met Trish Stratus? And was his uh, girlfriend at that time jealous? Well, I was married at the time. <laughs> and Yeah, but he asked about your uh, girlfriend. oh no her phone number is unlisted no i was uh, um i was well um this is a loaded answer i was really excited to meet uh trish stratus um (laughs) because um actually uh trish and lita the besties were uh appearing in toronto and uh um i met one right after the other and uh but but Trish was there with her with her child, so like <laughs> um uh, it was a very nice a very nice time meeting her and I told her about the the unforgiven match that I watched her live and looked at her Hall of Fame ring and uh looked at Lita's Hall of Fame ring too. And uh it was a double your pleasure, double your fun uh encounter with um, the besties. So so you got a picture Sounds with them? Good. Yes, I actually do. If you want to see it, um, I can go and sure. get it. Load it up. No, I... Do it up. Uh, Lexar, you ever get a horny uh, meeting any of the, the wrestlers? Well, I met Paige, and uh, oh, I got a little bit horny bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Playboy Stevie. Uh, Trish has bleached her hair blonde again, I think, since that picture was taken. No, I was just going to say that. Yeah. But she was smoking hot, I'll tell you, live and in person, right up close. Trish Stratus is so smoking hot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she probably had your eye on you, Stephen, before she even met you. I got to get my hair like his if I want to meet him. So maybe he was a big fan of yours. Yeah. Who is you? Who is your your not in your favorite wrestler uh, song man? But who is like your number one crush as far as wrestlers? Well, right now, and I would there have been a, quite a few in the day, but maybe right now, Tessa Blanchard that's been on hiatus for a while. Maybe I would mm-hmm. say. Lexar, do you have a top uh, wrestler crush? Bailey. Bailey, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Even when she cut her hair, I still think she was hot. I agree. You know, she 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 cut off her hair. She changed her personality. I watched her chronicle over the weekend, and like she she like uh, talks about being like being this hugger, high five Bailey with a ponytail, and she's thirty years old, and she looks like twelve. So the way she like cut her hair. And change her character is like she quote is like shedding her skin and becoming a new person, mm-hmm. new character when she cut her hair. 
Dobbs says God has a plan and the Bible unfolds that wonderful plan through the message of prophecy. God sent Jesus into this world to be our Savior and that Christ is returning someday soon to unfold the wonderful plan of eternity for my life and your life. As long as we're cooperating with God by accepting Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior and as the Lord does return in the coming seven days. Okay. I might want to agree with this because she's very, very religious. I think Dobbs might be hitting some of that stuff with Tazo. No. (laughs) Worrying about my boy. Marty Van Buren. You don't go to to church, Jack? I do not. You don't go to church? (laughs) Jackie, the interest last week said that he'd been to church, but you never (laughs) went. No, I, I think mean, that's you know, true. I'm fine if someone wants to go. I don't go. No. You go to church? I know your mom does. Well, I used to, but I just got lazy and just decided to stay home. I walked by a lot of churches. I don't bust or burst into flames or anything. Marty Van Buren, is Big Will the brightest young star in wrestling? I do like Big Will Hobbs, but I wouldn't say he's the brightest uh I, you know what? I, I did not like his match with Brian Cage the other week. It was not good. I, my, I have very limited knowledge of Brian Cage. And I have to say, I don't think he's very impressive. He looks awesome. Uh, he's, he does, he kind of comes off like kind of a doofus. Like in promos, he just stands there. And if he talks, he's not very good. And I don't think he's a very good wrestler. He just blows up like super fast. And he tries to do – he's athletic, but I think he does too much – tries to do too much and he's not particularly good at any of it. I don't really – honestly, I was watching that match and it made me realize, like, maybe I am a modern wrestling fan because, like, these were just two big dudes who weren't very good. And I, and I maybe remember, like, watching, like, Anvil versus Warlord matches or something when I was a kid and I'd be like, man, this, this stinks. <laughs> Uh, but that's not to say I don't like like I like do like like talented big guys. Um, let's see, Marty Van Buren, Hetty House includes Jack Intra, Lexar, Miss Destiny, Juju, George South, and Stephen from Butler. Who bangs who and who bruises who? I think we just get together and play like a big game of Monopoly. <laughs> Maybe Scrabble. Clue. Clue's a good one. Mr. Green in the library with the candlestick. I like, well, I'm a board game fan. We could play the thing here. Nice board game. Huh? I never heard of it. Yeah, it's based off the uh, game, the movie, The John Carpenter's The Thing. I also have, uh, this is a board game up here, Big Trouble in Little China board game. Uh, do you wish you were Darby Allen when you lay down to sleep at night? Nope. I'm a fan of his, but I don't wish I was him. Uh, what would you do with the NWA? Just remember it fondly from the eighties. Um, is pooping the getting color of the Hediverse? Hmm. Well, that that would really make be weird, like uh, like if you if it was like a sh- hard way poop, 
And what's like the blade job of poop? I don't want this. This weird territory. That's more of an intro question, I think. Did Jack wear a condom while voting? Oh, like on his finger, because uh, Michelle McCool said she wore a condom for the first time ever. She voted. <laughs> no, I filled out my ballot at home, and I actually uh, popped it in today. I uh, delivered it today. Could Stephen of Butler yodle? I don't know what yodel is. Maybe it means yodel. yodel. Yeah. You misspelled it, though. Can you yodel, Stephen? Yodel. <laughs> By the way, Stephen did a wonderful rendition recently on the Facebook page of um, Piano Eddie, Man. Uh, Piano Man, but he did the I, podcast man. Yeah. I want to. Oh, yeah. So, Lexar, Song Man. Um, I did this really funny uh, version of Piano Man called Podcast Man in which I replaced all of the, the, the lyrics of the people mentioned in the song with people from the Hediverse and a few WWE superstars, including you two guys. So if you're on the Facebook page, the In Your Head Facebook page, look for it. Um, just a little silliness I put together. Um, Oh, and Jack's in it, and Incher, and um, Shaheen, and Swax. <laughs> so, <laughs> view it, take a look at it, see what you think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. Hey, the regular crowd oh. in. There's Vince McMahon sitting next to me, completely. With his shit-eating grin, he says, Pal, can you play me my entrance theme? I'll make this abundantly clear. I'm sad, and I'm tired. And if you don't do this, you're fired. Now let's shake things up around here. Give us a show. You're the podcast man. Give us a show tonight. Well, we're all in the mood for a pay-per-view, and you've got us feeling all right. Now, Jack is the host of In Your Head. He gets me on the show for free. He's quick with a joke for the incredibly woke. But there's some place that he'd rather be. He says, Steve, I believe WWE is killing me. Monday Night Raw is a waste. I'm sure I could be going for my daily walk if I could get out of this place. Now, Paul is a WWE executive who married for a better life. He's drinking with Davy Meltzer. What else is there? To do one your wife. And strippers are practicing politics, putting Lexar into a trance. Served with a lap dance. Give us a show, you're the podcast man. Give us a show tonight. 
while we're all in the mood for a pay-per-view and you've got us feeling all right it's a pretty good crowd for tuesday which gives me a smile because he knows that it's me shaheen's coming to see to forget about stacks for a while and the podcast sounds like a carnival the microphone smells like a beer Songman joins the show and says one thing I know I'm glad when I'm always here give us a show you're the podcast man give us a show tonight while we're all in the mood for a pay-per-view and you've got us feeling all right that's about the third time I've tried to do this and it's so hard anyway in your head wrestling radio tuesday nights 9 p.m on youtube look for it for all the silliness craziness and fine fine entertainment join us every tuesday night thank you and good night excellent <laughs> that was very good very funny i like that i was very happy to see that steven <laughs> well i that's just something i've um just going around in my brain one night after after watching AEW, I thought um, I like to watch music music videos on YouTube, and one of them's Piano Man, and then it just kind of popped into my head, Podcast Man, and then one thing started, you know, uh, it's just like these ideas go around in my brain, and then I just started to write it down, and I thought I started to get serious about it, and you know. Um, put it all together put it down and, but i wish i had i had rehearsed it more because it didn't sound like the song <laughs> <laughs> i think parts of it, I think parts of it. it was like the spoken word version it was like the william shatner version it's not anymore you were singing the muffin man do you know the <laughs> podcast man the podcast man the podcast man <laughs> who is steven as the piano man and just so you know, he's the man. He's the real piano man. There you go. Maybe a duet coming up in the future. So Stephen had been influenced by the dinner de Bonaire. Exactly, exactly. That's what <laughs> you ever going to sing for us, Lexar? I don't sing. I don't have the voice. Man, you got to work on it. We'll get something from you. I couldn't even sing the UEFA Champions League uh, theme song. That looks like the face of a singer right there. Does that look like you're looking in the mirror? Uh, not really. <laughs> it sounds like you're the next cast for Hunt, for the 2020s Hunt. That you're the most wanted new cast. <laughs> To get hunted down. <laughs> uh, let's see. Is he, AEW missing out by not hiring esteemed free agent referees like Garrett Bischoff and Brad Maddox? I like Brad Maddox. I think he could do something. Marty Van Buren, the Boogie Woogie Man, Bailey, Hornswoggle, a free buffet and a glass table, fill a moderately priced hotel room. Would you stay or would you go? Do it up. 
Do you think I have the voice for this? Listen, I don't know if you could listen. You hear that? I think you could do sing that, yeah. <laughs> what was that? Is that the, the Champions Ecuador? League? No, that's a Champions League. Uh, it's a soccer uh, league oh. over Europe. I but see. Uh, it's UEFA. Bolimas. <laughs> Are you watching? Sabre Football, you must. <laughs> I speak better Spanish than that, that fraud, incher. Alexa, maybe you can be after Halloween the new opera in your head. (laughs) No, look at that. I think he's got the voice for it. I got the Phantom of the Opera here. (laughs) Might have found his new calling. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, Well, the backyard wrestler broke his legs. Yeah, I don't know if you saw us. A backyard wrestler broke both his legs. It was very similar to the Sid uh, leg break, and we jumped off the ropes. But it did both uh, legs, and he's got a uh, GoFundMe to help raise uh, two hundred grand. So, um, I really felt bad for the guy. I mean, it looked awful. Yeah, I saw that too. I watched that too. And it felt... uh, so yeah, I hope uh, you know. Hope I. I mean, hope he gets better, but. Reminds me of me when uh, I had my leg like hurt, just like Sid's and that kids. Oh, you broke your you broke it like right in half. Yeah, yeah. that was like years ago. Remember I when remember I was when you in broke the hospital? It, but I didn't know like it actually yeah. just like broke right in, like like Sid's where. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. How long did that take yeah. to heal? Where you could you know walk like normal again? Like eight to nine months. What was that? Sorry. Eight to nine months. Wow. Six you doing okay now? Six to eight. Like, are, are yeah, you, are you yeah I'm okay. Yeah. Yep. Now, I'm going to show this in case you guys haven't seen it, okay? Oh, boy. Ooh. <laughs> okay. 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 If you want to look. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Oh god. Oh god. God. That's painful thing, to even watch, isn't it? The worst thing is that he has his uh the end of your wolf pack theme as his theme song. That is the worst part. Yeah. Damn. All right, well, that's all the questions for this evening. No, no, Q Callahan questions. We actually did them. I didn't bring it up that he was because I thought maybe you'd bail on us, but we we no. he had like ten, I think. We we okay. went right through them. All right. Well, I had a good time. Good. This is the most. This is the most wrestling we talked about. Like since the beginning of YouTube, since we're since the <laughs> first episode right, of YouTube, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is the most wrestling we talked about. Uh-huh. And you barely watch wrestling. That's very true. Oh, so go on, Stephen. I, I was just gonna say, um, um, Bound for Glory was this weekend yeah. as well. 
Oh. I actually watched uh, some of it because um, I just um, I wanted to like I don't watch Impact, but I wanted to see what they were what they were up to. Um, they, they it kind of reminded me of WCW in that it was it was like a it was like a reset where they just changed all the belts. Oh, really? Everybody who had a belt going into that match lost, and like Eric Young, who was the champion, lost. Um, to Rich Swan, and I uh, thought he was the big heel champion. And um, no, nope. <laughs> um, but uh, um, not a very memorable show, I guess, because I don't follow it. But right. there was only a few names on it that I did recognize, like the Good Brothers and um, uh, more City Machine Guns and Eric Young. But um, I want to try to get into uh, get into more, but um, like three hours. I guess did three hours of raw and um, yeah, one hour, so two much, hours yeah. of yeah. It's it's just for me, it, I, and I love wrestling, but it's just too much time. So um, yeah, I mean it's it's that, like a full time job to watch it all. Considering yeah, the hours three, five, seven with impact would be nine hours. Uh, it's like that's way too much in a week yeah yeah so halloween's coming up this week weekend i got my halloween shirt on you guys any plans for halloween so the so the the officials here in toronto have recommended that the kids don't go trick-or-treating yeah i don't think it's a good idea yeah Going door-to-door door during the pandemic doesn't seem like a, the smartest idea. This will be the first year I miss. Um, I, I normally go to a 12-hour horror movie marathon every uh, every Halloween in uh, Brookline and Coolidge. And they're doing it this year, but they're doing it outside. Uh, and sitting outside for 12 hours um, in New England in the fall doesn't sound like the greatest I, greatest time. I'd probably freeze. But, uh, and plus, Is it a drive through uh, no, it's it's. Is there a driving movie? Nope, no. it's outside. Uh, it's outside by a lake in the woods, which I've been to before when they did Friday the Thirteenth, and it's cool. But that's like you know three hours, two movies. This is twelve hours. I don't. I don't think I really want to sit outside for twelve hours. Uh, so yeah, but, uh, my friend Annabelle was wanting me to go, but I don't think I'm gonna go. But uh, it's unfortunate. I would like to – I missed doing that, but I don't want to sit outside for 12 hours. It doesn't sound like a good time. So I really don't have any plans either. Um, this Thursday we have two um, two episodes of Without Your Heads Can Be Live. We're going to do uh, one at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, and we're going to have a live Halloween makeup demonstration by uh, a makeup artist from, uh, from Hollywood. That's going to be very fun. And then we're going to do another one at 8.30 at night. Uh, and we're going to do a 13-episode where we talk about what costumes we'd like to be from the horror movie world. So that'll be fun. That's on the Without Your Head YouTube. You go to youtube.com slash without your head and uh, subscribe and click the bell icon and get all the notifications. It's fun. And you can also zoom into that. It's a different zoom uh, number, though. I think it is. We might be the same uh, link. I don't know. I don't know. The hell do I know? Interesting topic on the second one. 
Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. It's a good time. All right. Anything else uh, happening, buddies, before we take off here for the night? I don't know if we'll be on next week because it's election day. And uh, we did a show once on election day, and no one tunes in, and it's not particularly a good Except time. for me. You do. Yeah, you're a good man. Yeah. yeah I remember yeah. the whole day. I remember yeah. the whole day. Like, me, like, I voted, and uh, I went and did some things uh, – uh, uh, earlier in the day, and then although I think the- this year the vo- it won't just be a voting day, it's probably going to be voting weeks or months. Like, uh, out of the blue, we know exactly my happened. brother called in and he, he oh, offered me right. to go to a strip club. Yeah, we went to a strip club on election day, uh-huh. and in that club, uh, all the TVs usually uh, in strip clubs they show sports. Right. But they show election day coverage. That doesn't seem people. like a good time. So you got like a booty in your face, and then up here's like these people like vote for me because yeah, seems like a weird, Smack, a weird combination. Ass and looking at the election looking results. at Trump, that seems like a weird combination. The Hall of Famer. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that does sound like a fun time though. Yeah, we didn't stay there uh, that long either. I think it's like like maybe forty five minutes, thirty minutes. We just stayed up there, and now uh, we left because uh, I think my brother had uh, his boss called, and like he had to go to work unexpectedly, so we had to leave. And uh, I made it in time to watch SmackDown, which was overseas at the time. Mm-hmm. They had a, a show, and I, I don't know what it was in Germany or Europe or some out England. I'm not. I'm not sure where. Right. But I had SmackDown over in Europe. Mm-hmm. Cool. SmackDown Tuesday nights mm-hmm. back in the day. <laughs> if anyone before the end of the show, we run out, we're just got a few more minutes here. If you super chat $10 or more, I will send you this and I will sign it. <laughs> <laughs> but I must get half of the share. <laughs> Boom. Pretty sweet. Again, that looks like Dexter Loomis. Well, then me. Dexter Loomis is going to get half the share. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I might maybe I'll send that to your mom for for Christmas, and she could put she could frame it, put up on the wall. Maybe you should do one of me smiling because you uh, last week you commented that you <laughs> like my smile. So. I do like your smile. It, it lights it lights me up. It's uh, it's it makes me happy. I, I'm not just saying that to be nice. It makes me happy. It's very good. All right, so Vince Rudo here. He's being a rude ass in the chat. He's like half-ass in it, Jones. But, hey, he didn't let me finish. Tomorrow night, I'll be back here right after AEW for the Jackie Jones post-show. And I just won't do the show next week right after the elect- for election night. But I will be live next Wednesday for Jackie Jones show. Poss- if Inchers if gets off his lazy ass, he can be here too. So he probably won't be here because he's a lazy bitch. I'm just joking, it, but he really is. But uh, so yeah, tomorrow night, uh, uh, AEW post show, and then next week it'll be uh, AEW post show slash might be like a more of a regular in your head because you guys can call in and uh, we'll do that on Wednesday night instead of uh, election night. And uh, speaking of answer, he is going to actually be coming back to one episode of Without Your Head. So for one night, uh, we don't not exactly sure yet, but it'll be Nasty Neil. Terrible Troy, Treacherous Trista, and the return of Jittery John for our 15th anniversary show. All right. So that'll be fun. All right. Mm -hmm. 
So until next week, this is Jackie Jones, and we've got the panel of the Headyverse Thunderdome here. It's all the good folks. Uh, a bunch of good-looking guys here, I have to say. And we'll put out a calendar next year. The heady, the hunks of the Headyverse. <laughs> all right. See, everybody. Thanks for watching. I always have fun on the show. And thanks for the guest, uh, Patricia, earlier. And uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. Andre the Giant Andre was big Yeah, yeah, yeah It was not small No, no, no Andre could drink And he could fight Drink, drink, drink And a fight, fight, fight Andre was big Yeah, yeah, yeah It was not small No, no, no Andre could drink And he could fight Drink, drink, drink And a fight, fight, fight Andre the Giant Andre was big Yeah, yeah, yeah It was not small No, no, no Andre was great He was not bad A great big heart And a great big man Andre was big Yeah, yeah, yeah It was not small No, no, no Andre could drink And he could fight Drink, drink, drink And fight, fight, fight Giants from Grenoble, France.